This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Happy Tuesday, October it's October 18th already. I know. Hey, hey, two months to my the best day of the year, my birthday. Wow. Wow, that's so neat. I, I, is No, not going to do it. This show is presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Simply put, the best injury attorneys in the business. If you've been in an accident, if somebody was driving distracted and hit you, that's not your fault, man, and you deserve to be compensated for that. Get somebody that's going to fight for you, please take my advice on this. And I know that nobody takes my advice on anything uh, in this world. But um, don't trust your insurance company. Yes, you absolutely pay them millions of dollars over your life. No, they are not there to help you when it's time for them to pay you money back. That's why you go to the advocates. Let them fight your insurance company. Let them get you the money you deserve. And the best part is they'll defer your medical bills. There's no upfront retainer. There's no retainers at all. Did you know that you don't pay the advocates until they win your case? Get to utahadvocates.com. Chat with them online for free. Tell them Monty sent you. Right before he went to the dentist. Have a broken tooth that is just shredding my tongue right now. Yeah. It's my back molar, Uh and it doesn't necessarily hurt because it had a filling in it, so I had a root canal on that tooth, but this sucks. It's like jagged. Brutal. Brutal. Going to the dentist today at 3.30. That'll be fun. No, actually, it won't be fun at all. No, it won't. But um, NBA tips off tonight. Yes. Are you excited? Yes. Very excited. We have to talk hoop. We got to talk jazz. Charles Barkley is not worth $200 million. (laughs) I I don't even know how you justify this. Charles Barkley is not worth 200 million. See, it's making me kind of like list. Yeah, this doesn't. Oh, the tooth. Yeah, because I think it made it. My tongue is swollen on that side. Ah, have you bit your tongue on it yet? Uh, Oh, 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 (laughs) it's terrible, dude. It's absolutely brutal. It is absolutely brutal. So uh, we'll get to Chuck coming up, but uh, I want to start with BYU football because obviously this is something that a lot of people are talking about, and a lot of people are wondering, where does BYU go from here? And here's the question I guess I would ask. Are we making too much out of the issues at BYU? Obviously, this Liberty game now becomes must win. It's Lynchburg, Virginia. You have a long way to travel, and... I think you're asking a lot here. You're coming off of two very emotional losses. Jake, do you feel like this is a situation where BYU takes out their frustration on Liberty? Or is just, you know, is this a situation where BYU's just going to coast? Um, I, I think it's somewhere in between because I, I think that there's a lot of intention to be better at BYU. Like, I think, I don't think they're just sitting here sort of going through the day mindlessly, you know, or, or coasting or just not being intentional with what they're doing. Like, I do believe they're putting in a ton of effort and really trying to get better. But the problem is, is that I don't think that, you know, Tuiaki and that coaching staff specifically on the defense has a lot of answers right now, you know? So it's like, 
yeah, sure. I, you know, you can be intentional and you can say that you're going to get better and we'll be better and, you know, basically just pound that narrative. But I think what a lot of, you know, football fans in the state of Utah are wondering is like, what, what does that even look like? What does better even mean? What, what, what are we going to do differently? Are we going to see a, 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 you know, a change in path from drop eight and rush three? Are we going to, you know, like what, it, what is it actually going to look like? Like, are we going to stop trying to rotate in all these guys, especially against teams that play really fast, you know? So, so that's why I say like, I, I don't like, yes, they're frustrated. I don't think they're coasting, but I also don't think that they have a real good option to just fix what ails them. I don't think that there's a real good escape hatch here. And that I think is their problem. That's why I think you're not going to get some crazy change in path here right. with the defense. Cause there's just not one and, and, and it sucks, but I think you can only do little things to help yourself and hopefully they can do a better job at putting guys like, you know, Bywater and Thule and all the, in, in the safeties, all these guys always talk about, hopefully they can put those guys in a better position to make plays. But the only way you can do that is either a different play caller. Like we talked about yesterday on the show or the scheme's got to get better with Tuiaki. So I don't know what that... I, I, my point is, I don't know what getting better for BYU looks like right now. Schemers. Yeah. Schemers trying to control their little football team. Yeah. You know, um, you know honestly, I don't know what that looks like either because I don't think any changes that you would make now are not going to be easy changes. That much is very clear. I think when you look inside of a program like BYU... I mean, you have uh, Elisa Tuiaki and, and Kalani Sataki are very close friends. They have been close friends for years. I mean, that's the change that needs to be made. If we're being honest, if we're keeps in it real, right? Elisa Tuiaki probably needs to not be calling plays this weekend. As far as firing him, whatever happens in the offseason is what it is. Keep it real. But Elisa Tuiaki should not be calling plays. And I... I know we talked about this on the show yesterday, but I think when you look at Kalani Sataki, he's the change that needs to be made. He's got to call plays. He's got to coordinate the defense. Yeah, Your offense is fine. I think they have largely done an okay job. You need to coordinate the defense. You need to be heavy-handed with the defense. You need to call plays full-time consistently for the rest of the year. That, to me, is what you need to do. And I think you need to get after that recruiting ass. Like, you've got to go and you've got to find guys because you're looking at a situation where you're just vastly untalented when compared to Notre Dame and Arkansas. Right. Yeah. So, I, and, and I think that that talent gap really really just puts on display the the issues with play calling and scheme because, cause again, I'm, I'm a huge believer that even if you're an, um, a, a team that – is is being out talented by the opposition if you will if the team you're playing has way more talent than you do i'm still a big believer that if you're if your scheme is good and you're in your on your assignment and you're playing good football mentally that that football is football in a sense where you're if you're in the right spot and you're in a position to make that tackle then theoretically you should be able to make that play most of the time i understand open field stuff, okay, athleticism comes into play. But what I'm talking about is your middle linebacker in the A-gap against their running back. 
Are we making know. are we making too much of these issues? No, I don't think we're you making too think. much. No, I don't think we're making too much of the issues because if 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 they weren't big issues, this would be a well, uh, uh, what a six win team, a five win team, but they're not a five win team. They're not a six win team, and so to me, the issue is is that you should have beat Notre Dame. You should have gone and had a better showing against Oregon. You should have definitely had a better showing against Arkansas. There's not even like I've been looking at the tea leaves, the media, like what the masses are saying about this Arkansas game. And I haven't seen many people say that they felt like BYU shouldn't have won that game, that they felt like that BYU was just outclassed against Arkansas because they weren't. That wasn't the issue. The issue was is you could not stop the running game. And because you couldn't stop the running game against Oregon, against Notre Dame, against Arkansas, it puts you in a bad position. So, well, I, and, and I think the issue is you're starting to see the wear and tear on Kalani. Um, here's Kalani Sataki with what is, I don't know, what awkward is awkward the way that you would put this exchange with a reporter. Kalani, you said earlier that you want to have the roles clearly defined. Um, when, when you say that, has, has Elisa Tuiaki not been calling the plays this year is it more you or ed lamb what what's the the roles that have been assigned to this defense in, in this season you asking for this week or last week or what are you well, you, you, know, you know that since day the day one the yeah season, i think what, what have been some of those changes if you're well that's what i'm talking about the details of the changes i don't think i owe you guys an answer on that that's program run you know so uh, there's a lot of things that are happening Jared, With, uh, I'm sorry. Jared, go ahead. Oof. Um, I, mean, it, it, I mean, it's so uh, awkward. It, uh, there's no other way to <laughs> to even describe that. And then um, you hear about you hear this about Kalani talking about accountability. Yeah, there's accountability and a lot of different things. That's for everybody that's in the program. Um, I don't think this is the platform for me to explain the accountability but it, it is happening that's that's my job as a head coach is to make sure that there's accountability in everybody that everyone does their role and um and that the roles are defined so that's pretty much it wow <laughs> i mean it this is tough to this is tough you can see it wearing on kalani and again i've i've covered kalani for several years i he's just a good dude man and i think sometimes that comes back to get him is he too nice? Is he? I, I have no idea. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't, I don't, is there enough accountability? I don't know that we'll know. Is accountability why they're not playing well on the field? Probably not. Are they well coached? In some areas, I think they are. But I don't know. Is the defense well coached? I don't think it is. Not right now. I mean, I, I think play calling and putting your players in their best, highest-used position is not currently happening at BYU snap in and snap out on defense. And I think a lot of that falls on Kalani Sataki. But I also think, again, a lot of this falls on the players. I mean, they can put the players in the right spot, but if you're not going to tackle... and Yeah, and that's what I mean. But, that's why when you ask, like, hey, is it fixable or are we making too much of it? I just think there's a lot of factors at play here. I don't think it's as easy as, like, Hey, your quarterback just isn't getting the job done. Next guy up, you know, like that's that's like a pretty straightforward thing. This feels more like, hey, you know, the program is getting 
is getting burned out a little bit. The program, like losing, losing never does good things to any sports no. team, right? Like, so when no. you're losing and, and you have to take these kind of questions regularly, it becomes frustrating. And and I do give Kalani a lot of credit for, for the way he handles his press conferences because you're never going to see Kalani Sataki just go in on a guy like you have with other college football coaches. But, you know, I, I think that... that it, it's just tough because they. I think everybody here knows. Like everybody in the BYU community knows this team should be better, and they're not. And that's what I think has this negative feeling around the program. Yeah, and then there's this whole Elisa Tuiaki confrontation with a fan, um, which is never good in any way, shape, or form. Your job is to walk off the field. Well. Elisa Tuiaki didn't do that. He had a verbal exchange with a fan, and uh, on coordinator's corner with Greg Rubel, he was forced to apologize. Uh, usually, you, you get down the field level when the game ends. Yeah, you know, it came down uh, to the field, and obviously, there's uh, you know emotions are emotions are high for everybody, and um, you know there's a gentleman sitting in the in the south uh, south end zone, just right right over the goalpost that he and I had an exchange, and um, and you know I just thought that was uh, unbecoming, and so. I want to apologize to that gentleman. If you if you watch Coordinator's Corner, uh, you, what you said was correct. I've got to be better. And so we'll go out there and we'll fix what we need to, and, and uh, we'll, we'll be better. Oof, BYU TV right there. I, uh, I don't even know what you say about this. This is as uncomfortable and as awkward as I can ever remember BYU football being during Kalani's time as head coach. Thanks. It just something feels off, man. Like, and I, I, I don't know that there's ever been this much outcry. I mean, you have the you have the performance against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You give up 644 total yards. This is going to happen. Yeah, well, and I think that you know, after hearing that clip, like my my first reaction was like, "Great, you're saying you're going to be better, but like, how are you going to be better?" You know, and I think that but does Kalani owe us the answer to that question? Well, no, I'm saying I don't know that Kalani owes it to us. But like, I think that to like Tuiaki there saying, hey, you know, the fan was right and I apologize. And, and yeah, I do need to be better and we'll we'll get better. I think I, I, I personally, but I think the masses are tired of hearing, hey, we're going to get better. I think what people want is they want uh, they want Kalani to come out and say, yeah, I'm taking over play calling. And then they want to see how that pans out. Because that's where this is heading. I completely agree. Yeah, like, but he's never going to do that. Well, I mean, he, he's not going to do that publicly. I think there's a real good chance he's far more involved in the schematics and the X's and O's and the play calling on Saturday. Because I got to tell you, the other part of this is Liberty. I don't know how many people have seen this. But Hugh Freeze, the head coach at Liberty, I think has a pretty good idea that this game with BYU, uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty big game for Liberty. For those of you who are lucky enough, and I said lucky enough, for those of you who are lucky enough to play in this game Saturday night, uh, you're, you're getting ready to make history. It is, uh, without a doubt, um, the biggest home football game this program's ever had. I came to this school for moments like this. You came to this school for moments like this. Every hotel in town is sold out. The stadium is sold out. Um, you'll be on national TV. It is a, it is, it is a big game. 
you don't approach it any different as far as preparation, but there's no hiding from this fact that you are lucky and fortunate if you get to prepare to play in. And I want you to embrace that, and, and but at, at the same time, you must earn it. First of all, you like when people say program instead Nick of program. <clears throat> so Nick Saban is notorious for being like, yeah, we have a great program. It's not program, sir. It's program. Like, look, it's Missouri, not Missouri. <laughs> it's East Carolina and it's program. Uh-huh, I'm sure. Um, That was amazing. I got to give Hugh Freeze a lot of credit. That's one of those. You knew what you were doing. You knew you were being taped. You knew, like, you knew. Right. You knew. Yeah. Look at me. But this also talks about the magnitude of BYU football. Yep. And I don't think he's wrong. This is the biggest home game in the history of Liberty football. Their stadium, I think, holds, what, 25,000? Mm-hmm. This is a big flipping deal. So it's Lynchburg, Virginia. Like, this is a big flipping deal. BYU's a five-point favorite. This is a big flipping deal that you're not even a touchdown favorite at Liberty. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see. This is a test of Kalani's character. This game right here is a test of Kalani's character. Plain and simple. BYU Football Talk on the Monty Show is presented by Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. Make sure you find one of their five Utah locations, Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George. Hello to all of our friends in St. George. Always good to hear from you, uh, as well as Salt Lake City and Murray. Um, I can't say enough about the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. They're just good guys to do business with. And the thing I'm really excited about, the weather is changing. Finally. It's changing. So the thing that I love so much is that that cold air, that 35, 40 degree weather, and you fire up the smoker, and the smoke that comes out while it's priming the 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 smoker, it's a little thicker. Yeah, it's a little more pungent. Has that better smell to it because the air is cold. Like the smoker in the winter time, the smoker in fall. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, hook it up. At Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Chat with them online. Order online. Have you gotten your Asado seasoning yet? Why not? Asado. Asado and stuff. It, it's good is, is I guess, where I would leave that. But find them online, barbecuepitstop.com. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's get your comments in here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hullabilly says, damn, sorry to hear that, Monty. I hate the dentist. It is. So if you're just tuning in, I broke a tooth over the weekend. <coughs> And I have not been able to get into the dentist until yeah. today at 3.30. Right. And it's it's jagged. It is like sharp, broken glass. Yeah. It's my back molar. So it's right on the fat part of my tongue. It's terrible. Wow. You're welcome. Wow. Hola, Billy. Good to see you. <laughs> good to see you. Uh, Eric and Rowley says, Alanis Morissette. Do you know who that is? Yeah, the singer. Uh-huh. Jagged little tooth. Thank you for that. What's up? Teddy Wayman, how the heck are you? Eric and Raleigh, Mike Chase says, good morning. I'm hoping BYU can only improve. Hopefully this was a wake up they needed. Yeah, seriously. Eric and Raleigh, as usual positive self, says BYU's going down. Oh, hey, hey look, Steve Hambone. What's up, dude? Steve. Steve-o, where you been? He says, good morning, guys. I haven't watched your show for a while. It's good to be back. Welcome to basketball well, thanks, season. Steve. 
Seriously. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, listen, the, uh, listen, this coaching fiasco is bad, but I'm worried about our Big 12 future. That's supposed to be our Bama boy, Conover. Is he good? Our returning wide receiver core will be elite. We'll find out. Jake, Jake can play. Yeah, I can. I mean, Jacob Conover can play. Oh, sorry. I thought, my bad. I thought you were talking about me. You're terrible. Thanks. You're not good. Thanks. Uh, no. Talking with Raphael Podcast. On PBS Radio. Says, good morning, Casuals. Holabilly says, Tuiaki and Scally uh, been having a rough year. You ain't even joking. Yeah. You ain't even joking. You know. Um... Jesse says, I mean, that was very awkward, Kalani. How good was that audio, though? Well, seriously, this is an exchange. If you're just tuning in, listen to this exchange between Kalani and a reporter. Kalani, you said earlier that you want to have the roles clearly defined. Um, when, when you say that, has, has Elisa Tuiaki not been calling the plays this year? Is it more you or Ed Lamb? What, what's the... The roles that have been assigned to this defense in, in this season. You asking for this week or l last week or what are you? Well, you, you, know, you know that since day the day one. The yeah, season, I think what, what have been some of those changes. If you're well, that's what I'm talking about. The details of the changes. I don't think I owe you guys an answer on that. That's program run, you know. So uh, there's a lot of things that are happening. With, uh, I'm sorry. Jared, go ahead. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> uh, um, uh, the 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 media uh, lady there who tells Rich Reporter to talk was like she was getting ready to you know uh, tell someone to talk. Then they both interrupt each other. Then she's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead." Uh, and then not nobody says anything. You got the cricket sounder over here. You know what? You're uh, Can we get some crickets? Uh, and, and you know, no, that's not the crickets. That's, that's not the crickets. That's not the crickets. No. I know it's not the crickets. There are the crickets. Yeah, that's what you get after that answer right there. We're just we're just gonna chill out. Uh um uh. Yeah, I don't uh, owe you guys an apology. Uh, um, um um. Yeah, why don't you shut up and ask a better question? Take that, you clap having Jezebel. <laughs> Amazingly awkward. But as Jesse Harsh points out, how good was that audio? I mean, yeah, they, BYU doesn't you know, struggle with audio. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Has Kalani lost control of the program because he won't stand hey, up to his friends? His program. Oh, oh wait, it's coming. Uh, to make the play calling better, is he just tired and in need of change of a scenery? And it's program. Okay. Program. Okay. Okay. Program. Make sure. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Uh, he doesn't need to change the scenery. Uh, damn it. I want chicken wings now. Dude, yes, you join you, the club. Yes. I want it. Yes. Send them. Send them soon. Uh, what's up, Kurt Myers? Good to see you. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, uh, make sure to grab some flats for Jake. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Caleb Harrison in his yellow Utah Jazz jersey. He is the one singular person in the entire universe who thinks the yellow looks good. Doesn't make you feel responsible. You know, good job, Caleb. Way to make him bring out the yellows. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, good morning, guys. Monty is finally going to get the crown that he deserves from his dentist. I hope they can save it. <laughs> Again, if you're just tuning in, I broke the back molar on my my tooths and uh, stuff. Right. And it's like a, a dagger here, a glass. <laughs> 
It's like a jagged piece of glass, and now I have little cuts on the side of my tongue, and it's miserable. Um, it is miserable. Yeah. So I'm going Don't to the dentist gum, people. today. Don't chew gum. Yeah. So here's what happened. So this started about six weeks ago, I think. Right. We were at Maverick Center shooting some content, and we had been there. I'd been talking, and we were basically dying. Yeah, I had like cotton mouth, like you know, like you just get like your mouth is all dried out, and yeah. So I there was some gu- bubble gum, like bazooka, those big pieces of bazooka bubble gum, just like sitting out. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have one, and it. I think it. I bit down on it, and it hurt, and I think it shook the molar. And it had a filling in it. And so I think it broke the the filling loose. And then this past weekend, we were at the break over here in daybreak. And I don't remember. It was a nacho chip. I I think a nacho chip. I bit into something. Might have been my sandwich. Whatever. I bit into something. And it was like, <laughs> like you, you know, you just get hit by electricity in your teeth. Right. And I reached back there and... I could feel it jagged. I had my wife look at it, and she's like, yeah, the molar, the uh, filling's gone and the tooth is broken. Come on, man. Dude. So I'm hoping they can cap it. Yeah. That would be great. But my guess is they can't cap it. My guess is it's going away. You know, it is what it is. Caleb says, you guys were right. Positive note, BYU TV is on point. Crystal clear video, and you can hear the questions being asked. Yep. You know. Uh, Caleb says the black one with the yellow number is going to be fire. The uh, Jazz jersey. Right. I agree. All right. Yeah, 20 wins fire, you know? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why? All, I mean, bro, it's it's only, it's only not even 630. And jerk guy comes out. I mean, hey, close. <laughs> like, why? why? Hit him on Twitter, SLCG. It's too easy. <laughs> what is wrong with you? The biggest stories in sports presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, make sure you go see our friends at Quick Quack. Caleb Harrison. Yes. Um, went to Quick Quack, tweeted us a picture. See, it's making me. Right. Yeah, trip up a little bit. It sucks, man. Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, brand new one here at the district in uh, South Jordan. Excited about that. Right down the street from the crib. Um, but I'm telling you, the best part about Quick Quack is they're fast. You don't sit there for an hour in a long line. They move you through. You're there five, seven minutes. They do a great job. They're a, get a membership. It's so much cheaper, especially with winter and salt season coming. Get a membership. It's cheap. You can go as many times as you want at Quick Quack Car Wash, who bring you the biggest stories in sports every morning on the show. I think uh, tip-off in the NBA season is certainly the biggest story today. Uh, who do you like? Like, if I said to you right now, who's the best player in the NBA? Who is the singularly best player in the NBA, Jake? Who would you pick? I mean, I think you'd have to go with KD. You know, I think he's, you know, the most, obviously the most lethal scorer in the league. Um, but, you know, I think it's the same handful of guys. I, I, I think that we really, as basketball fans, have to enjoy, you know, the, the time we have left with guys like KD and Steph and LeBron. Um, and I say this every year at the start of the year, like these guys are not going to play forever and they've been a great generation of NBA talent, you know, and, and obviously there's plenty coming behind them, but I just think that these guys have like made history, you know, with like what they've done in the league and, and what they've accomplished. So to me, yeah, I mean the best player in the league, I'd probably take Durant, but I, I, I think that, you know, obviously 
there are people who would tell you Giannis is the best player or or Steph is in that conversation. So, you know, that's that's probably who I'd go with. Who's the face of the NBA? I don't know. I I don't know that there is one one guy. I think face of the NBA, I think Steph is definitely up there right now just because they've been doing a lot of winning lately. See, and I still think it's LeBron. I think you see LeBron everywhere. He's in these commercials. He's doing these stupid iPhone commercials for AT&T. Yeah. I think LeBron is the face of the NBA right now. And... It should be, if we're being honest, it should be Steph Curry. Right. But I just don't think he is relatable to everybody. I think LeBron James, because he is, you know, by most accounts, the best player in the world. I think people idolize him. I think he does it on the floor. I think he's lived that life. I think he's the face of the NBA. I mean, who would even be in the conversation? Well, I think, you know, I, I think that, <clears throat> I think it depends who you asked, if I'm being honest. What about like, Kevy? Like, Kevy? Yeah, Kevin Durant. The Kevster? Kevy. Right. I don't call him the Slim Reaper anymore because he didn't kill nobody in a long time. Mm-hmm. But what about Kevy? I mean, yeah, I think he's up there. I, I, I think that the, the problem is, is that I think it depends who you ask. I mean, for me, I would say, yeah, it's probably LeBron or Durant. I think for someone who's, you know, the young 20-something, they're looking at the next generation already. So, like, they they would probably tell you it's, like, you know, the John Morant's of the world or that younger player, you know? So, to me, I would go LeBron or Kevin Durant, you know? Those two guys, to me, are still the best players in the league, but... Jake. Yeah. Kevin Durant is not the face of the NBA. Okay, well, you know. You think he is? Yeah, I definitely think he's there, for sure. Yes. Kevy, no. Why no. is this? Hey, Claw. <laughs> it's no. It's definitely not Claw. Uh, no, it's not Kevin Durant. I think it's Steph Curry or LeBron. I think the what Giannis is interesting in that he's a really good player. But this is going to sound like I'm being a jerk, and I'm not. <laughs> I think the fact that <laughs> I think the fact that he is he is not American, and I think that he speaks foreign language and. His English is not smooth, I think is, I think that's an issue. I think it's why Shohei Otani is not the face of Major League Baseball. Who's the face of Major League Baseball? Anthony Rizzo. Well, right now it's Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah, I think Aaron Judge with the 62 home runs. Yeah. But Shohei Otani is not marketable. And I think it's interesting, Giannis, basketball is different because it's truly a global sport. Yeah. Globally, I think Giannis could be much higher up in the conversation. I think in this country, it's Steph Curry or LeBron James. Yeah, I think they're the face of the NBA. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I could be wrong. You know, a more interesting question: Who's the face of the Utah Jazz? Dude, that to me is the biggest question in this town right now. Like, I think everyone wanted to have the conversation of like who's the best player, and I think yeah. that's Markinen right now. But Markinen's not a, a face of the franchise kind of guy. So I, I mean. You know, I guess Jordan Clarkson, I guess. I mean, is that, I, I guess that's what we're defaulting to. You know, I, I would love it to be Colin Sexton, if I'm being honest, but but I don't think he's dynamic enough in his personality quite yet in the league. Like, I think he's, you know, he's still got growth and maturing to do and in, in development. So I, I don't know, man. Like, I, that's a really tough question. Who's the face of the Utah Jazz? Danny Ainge. <laughs> that's like, it, that, like, I don't know that there's a player right now that's the face of the team. 
I would agree with that. And I, I actually don't think that's a problem. If we're being totally honest, I don't think it's a problem that there's not a that there's not a face of the team. I think the bigger issue is for the Utah Jazz anyway, that I, I don't know that there is something for jazz fans to hang on to. Yeah. Like you can go across this league and you can think of the worst teams in the NBA. The Houston Rockets have a bunch of young bros that you can hang on to. Yeah. Um, OKC has a bunch of young bros you can hang on to. Chet, even though he's hurt, you can hang on to that guy. Like, I look at the Utah Jazz. Is it Vanderbilt? No, because you don't even know that guy. Um, is it Walker Kessler? No, he's too young, and we haven't seen him play yet. I, I don't know who that is. You know, like I, I think it's very interesting that you're going into a season with a bunch of anonymous faces wearing anonymous uniforms. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything for Utah Jazz fans to hang on to. Yeah, and I think, frankly, what's happened is, like, in, in the state, like, there's been a clear slowdown in the, the conversation, like, the, in the sports market. Like, when I look at... You know, like this this SC win for Utah really kind of ignited the fire again. But before that, I mean, there just wasn't much happening. Like, if you're a sports fan in the state of Utah right now, you're you're kind of on a you know a hiatus. I feel like you're sort of in chill mode until the until the Jazz do something else. You know, because because again, this is the cycle we had been in the last five years where where Utah and BYU would be in the middle of their season. Donnie and Rudy would get it going for the Jazz. And then we'd have a bunch of stuff happening. And then there'd be like a lot of excitement and, you know, it would start snowing and winter would get here. And like, so you had this nice flow, but now that all these trades have happened and the jazz have done what they've done on top of BYU struggling this year a little bit and in Utah going through it a bit, like, I think people are just a little disengaged. So Ooh, to further that, like, I disengaged, like, like, I don't think that, that people are like, Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, yeah, that little thing called the NBA starts tonight. Disengaged uh, is an interesting word. Yeah, like I just, you know, what is there to hold wow. on to? That's interesting. All right, let's go. Um, Holabilly says you broke your tooth like my dreams of the wild winning the Stanley Cup. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding that me? That is truly offensive. By the way, did you see what the Blackhawks did to San Jose the other night? I'm going to hold on to that win for the whole year. Uh, <laughs> Caleb Harrison says, got my Quick Quack subscription yesterday. My hey, guy. Let's, let's go. go. Quick Quack Car Wash. He's a brilliant guy. That's right. He's a brilliant guy. <clears throat> quick Quack Car Wash presents the biggest stories in sports right here on the Monty Show every day. I'm telling you, man, we have some really good, uh, we have some really good partnerships. And I think Quick Quack is one of those the the local people that own Quick Quack here in Utah and in the Valley. They're they're good people to do business with. You're supporting small local entrepreneurs. Uh, when you go to Quick Quack, knock it down. Get the Quick Quack car walk, just like our guy Caleb did. My guy, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Hullabilly wants to know if it was nachos uh, and bubble gum or did Draymond punch you in the face, Monty? <laughs> it's not Damn. nice, Hullabilly. Damn, it's not nice. Uh, Draymond Green's right hand is the best player in the league. Truth. Can't Keep argue with real. that. What's the face of the NBA? Yeah, my fist in your face. Yeah, knuckle sandwich. Uh, yeah, over medium. Uh, Holabilly says, Katie or Giannis? I, you know, I want it to be Kevin Durant. I think he's that guy that can carry this league for five years, but you got to win. You got to win. You can't demand trades and I, I don't, I, I 
What happens if he wins a championship this year? <coughs> Kevin Durant. Kevin. Uh, I mean, I, what I if your guy Kevy wins a championship this year? It just helps solidify him again. You know, I, I think that uh, here's the trouble. So to your point, all this off the court stuff that happened this offseason really wrecked his image. Like there's no getting away from that. Like everything that he put this organization through and and just all the drama, I think really yeah, turned dude. people off. And and I think that what you can't get away from though, just from a pure basketball, you know, KD on the four, putting it in the hole conversation. Uh, he beat the Bucks. Like he was like he alone damn near beat the Bucks. Like like he's better than Giannis in my opinion. Oh, come on now. Is he really? Yes. I yes. think he I think, Giannis without Middleton. Wow. Giannis without wow. Middleton or any of his guys, what did he do? Wow. What did he do? Nothing. And by the way, did anybody see that Middleton's going to miss several weeks now? He's injured mm. again. Mm. You That's would take who? Who's a better player, Giannis or KD? I'm taking KD all day, dude. All day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Giannis yep. or KD? Yep. Man, um, that's a tough one for me. I don't know. Uh, oh man, I think it. I think it's Giannis. Wow. I think right now today, I I think it's Giannis. I mean, if if you look at, I don't even like his numbers. Don't I guess his numbers don't matter. Um, well, numbers always matter. But here's the thing. And this I, is where we always get to with these conversations. 33 minutes a game, 29.9 points a game. Yeah. And he's shooting now 30% from three. I thought you said he's shooting 30% from three. He, Giannis is shooting 30% from three. That's not good. But it's <laughs> like, significantly better. That might be true. That doesn't mean you're better than Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, Come on, man. Like 30% from three? Like he's not a great free throw shooter. He's not terrible, but he's not great. His game, the problem is, is they have two very different games. Giannis wants to play football on a basketball court. That's what he wants to do. And yes, he has developed his baseline fade and his his, you know, Dude. skill skill position type shot, but but to me, Kevin Durant has shown you like he can go up against anybody and dominate them. Like in not having to play football doing it. He'll just shoot over you. Like it's it's easy for him, you know? So I don't even think we'd be having this question. If if you know Kevin Durant doesn't have to play alone against the the Bucks last year, like we're not even having this conversation. But Jake, he, uh, who's gonna who's gonna say? Oh, he got swept out of the first round. Yeah, and that's fine. Who's gonna say it? That's fine. Somebody will. Janice's stats. Janice, Janice, um, his three point percentage was actually down last year under thirty percent. But he has gotten remarkably better. How many games did he play in 2021? 2021, 20. Last season, he played 67 games. Okay. Kevin Durant played 55 games. Okay. Um, 33 minutes a game. 37 minutes a game. Okay. Uh, 553 field goal percentage. 51.8 for Kevin Durant. 29% from three last year. 38% from three. Well, 72% uh, free throw shooter. Uh, I don't have that in front of me. Uh, 11 and a half rebounds a game, six dimes a game, mm -hmm. one steal a game, one and a half blocks a game. Mm -hmm. 
I, I mean, statistically, I think it's very close, but you would have to take Giannis's. Yeah, statistically, he's got better stats. But I'm telling you right now, like he hasn't, he does have a championship. <laughs> but I want to see, I want to see what Giannis can do without. How about how about NY Monty fan? Yeah, he called you Jakers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Giannis. Sorry, put Jakers. Giannis. Put Giannis on a team without Middleton, without Drew Holiday, without his guys, the way Kevin Durant was without his guys, and let's see what Giannis does. Yep, I agree. Uh, Edgar Garcia says, I think Giannis is fine flying under the radar on being the face of the NBA. That seems to be more LeBron's cup of tea. Oh, I don't disagree I with agree that. With that. Yeah, I agree with I that. don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Joshua Clark, good morning to you. The NBA wants it to be Bron. Nobody likes him anymore. It's Steph. I see. I think it. I think it's Bron or Steph. I don't think it's. I think if we're having a, a quality argument, okay, who, the best player in the NBA right now is probably Giannis. Mm -hmm. Face of the NBA, I think it's probably LeBron or Steph Curry because mm -hmm. your boy Kevy just isn't ready. He until he wins again, that's when I think he takes that mantle over. But yeah. haven't we all been waiting for Kevin Durant to be the guy? And then the Golden State move, I think, torpedoed that. And then yeah. he went to Brooklyn. He's never been the best player in the NBA. If you, if you say, well, I, I disagree with that. But I, I think that I think that as far as the face of the NBA is concerned, you know, when you're when you start talking about scoring, he's the first guy that comes up. When you start talking about championships, yeah. Bron's the first guy. Steph's the first guy that comes up. So I get it. I mean, I think it's it's a. It, that's why I say like, there's no definitive answer here. But I think that. The thing you can't get away from is is uh, Kevin Durant's game to me is one of the most enjoyable games to watch on a oh, TV. Oh well, so yeah, like, there's me, no doubt. I mean, but, the shooting and it's always wet. Like I'm the guy is. But my point is, I'm not using it to say he's better than anyone. But what I'm saying is, from like a marketing standpoint, from like a a you know ESPN highlight package standpoint, from a Twitter burner account yeah, standpoint, you, you know, know, like the I guy mean, the guy's all over the place. Like he's you know you're always gonna see him around. Who's more enjoyable to watch, Giannis Ante, your mama, or Kevy? Yeah, I don't really enjoy Giannis's game. I don't either. I don't. I, it's I, not I, fun to watch. It's not. It, it's it's. Who do you like watching? Obviously, Kevin I Durant. like Kevin Durant. I like Steph. I enjoy Book when he's making it. Like my my. I enjoy problem, Book yeah, when he's like, making it. Like my biggest it. problem with Devin Booker is there's like half the time I feel like he comes out. And he's 0 for 5, 0 for 6 to start the game. And it's like, all right, it's going to be one of those nights for the Suns. Let's go to the uh, another game. You know, like that's that's one of my frustrations with, with Book. Like one of, um, like if we're just talking players, I think that Jamal Murray's got a nice game. He's fun to watch. You know, I hate that he's a nugget. I hate that team. I hate what they're about and their vibe, but he is fun to watch. If we're talking about guys we like watching. Yeah. Steph and, and Clay. Sure. Um, there's no doubt my guy, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, definitely. There's no doubt my guy, Devin Booker. There's no doubt Kevin Durant. There's no, like, see, here's, and here's the other thing. I'm not a Boston fan. I don't like watching Jason Tatum. I don't think he's, I don't enjoy his game. Mm -hmm. Um, I like watching the Knicks. I'm a, I'm like a 18th level Nick fan. <laughs> um, if they're on, I'll probably watch. But there's not a player on that team like this is the jazz conversation. I love watching Donnie play ball. I really enjoy watching Donovan Mitchell's game. Yeah. But, I mean, the guy I'm probably going to pay attention to most on this team is Talon Horton Tucker. Yeah. I think he's he's a guy that's got tremendous upside. I want to see him get major run. But 
I don't know who else on this team you're excited about. Like, I really hope Agbaji or Kessler break out. I do, but that's probably three years away. Like, it takes time for these guys to get good. Yeah. I, I don't know who that is. Colin Sexton obviously is a guy, but is he even going to start? Yeah. Is Colin Sexton, I mean, he's going to play major minutes, but Colin Sexton should be starting on this team. How is it opening night and Mike Conley's still here, right? Like, that's the stuff that drives me crazy. Caleb Harrison says, after watching preseason, I think Walker Kessler and Talon Horton Tucker are a couple of players you can hang on to. I would agree. Um, Caleb says, Giannis is a humble guy. He will never request to leave the Bucks after having a 3-1 three, three lead on KD, uh, like KD did in OKC. Yeah, and I agree. I think, and that's what I was saying. Like, I think KD is, is, is a drama guy. There's no doubt about that. And I think that, you know, that that's one of my biggest frustrations being a, being a Durant fan. It's like, dude, like shut the hell up and, and do your damn job. Like, I just want him to play more basketball, like go out improve who you are year in and year out it's not that difficult you know and and to me you know i'm sure i am i'm positive barring any major injuries to this club that they will have a deep playoff run they will i just Jake, i can't Jake, believe stop they won't. the the how many times do i have to say this what the brooklyn nets are winning a championship well you keep saying crown them no i'm not give doing it to that. them right now nope yeah, next question <laughs> who's it gonna be then well, I think you got to go with the Warriors. Oh, stop. Stop. You and I both know that's not happening. Okay. You think they're the best team in the NBA? Yeah. I think this Draymond Green thing hasn't played out yet. Mm. And <clears throat> frankly, I don't think they're the best team in the West. Okay, who's better in the West? I think... I'm hesitant to say I it I swear loud. to God, if you say the Lakers, I will beat you over the head with a stick. Well, no, I'm going to say the Clippers no. are the best team in the West because mm. I think the Suns are are very big question marks. I think Golden State is older and has a lot of miles on the tires. I think there's Draymond Green year. drama. I mean, didn't they say that last year? No, no, we didn't. What we said last year is they were going to win the championship <clears throat> mm. because I think that they were getting clay back. And that's the one thing you really pay attention to with Golden State is, look, Clay Thompson hasn't played a lot of basketball. So you would think after the finals run, he's going to have his legs under him because he's going to have a summer where he was healthy. But this Draymond Green thing and all this money that you paid Wiggs and Poole, mm -hmm. you've, you're committing half a billion dollars now. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you guys understand that? The Golden State Warriors are committed Half a billion dollars. Oh dear! Oh my! In salary, mm -hmm. for I think it's four hundred eighty-three million dollars. Massive luxury tax bill. Half a billion dollars. Yeah. And I don't think they're better than the Clippers. I think now everybody's got to stay healthy. Let's play the everybody stays healthy game. Yeah, of course. The Clippers are the best team in the West because Claw's uh -huh. healthy. John Wall's there. Paul George is there. Like they're going to be good, and. I think they're a team that doesn't care about money. I think Steve Ballmer wants to win a championship badly. Mm -hmm. And I think he's willing to pay to go and get it at the deadline. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Right now, if I was picking somebody in the West, it would not be the Suns or the Warriors. It would be the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. Why, why are you being uh, because, a skeptic? Because I just, I, I, cause we say this every year about the Clippers. Hey, well, you know, if, if everyone stays healthy. But that truly has been their thing. I mean, you know, like, 
whether it was the Joe Ingles thing on Kawhi or PG's issues or, you know, like it, that's just been their deal. And and who knows if John Wall can hold up or not. I mean, it, it, obviously, like he's rested and he's in shape and he looks great. And he is a guy I'm looking forward to watching play basketball again, 100%. What do you make of the Suns? I think the Suns, I think the Suns are just, yeah, they're really good, but they're not good enough to win a championship. This Jay Crowder thing's a problem. Yeah, well, the Jay Crowder thing's a problem. The DeAndre Ayton thing's a problem. Chris Paul's never healthy in the playoffs but is it, a problem. But particularly, I think the Jay Crowder thing is is a big deal because now you're reliant on, um, you know, Landry Shamet and, you know, uh, like a Tory Craig. Like, I think those guys are, are now critical factors for you. And John... I, I, you know, uh, Jay Crowder's a guy that's hit a lot of big threes in his career yes. with the Suns. Yeah, he has. And now I think I think you don't have that. But if I look up and down the West, I mean, I, I look at the Clippers. Um, I don't know what to make of Denver. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, it's going to be interesting. Who 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 is going to make the move at the deadline? And obviously tomorrow night we're going to see Denver up close and personal. But who's going to make a move at the deadline and become elite? Because the West is open for business. The East is a ball breaker, dude. Like, there are five teams that could legit win the Eastern Conference, mm -hmm. right? I think, obviously, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philly are the three best. Yeah. But if you look at the, the rest of those teams, Boston, I don't know what to make of Boston. Boston. Because of this Ime Yudoka scandal and... Scandal. I'm not a Jason Tatum believer. I'm not, but... This is going to be a hell of a run through the Eastern Conference. It's going to be fun. I don't know if I don't know if you can necessarily count on guys like Demar Derozan staying healthy, or a guy like a or a guy like a Zach Levine. Yeah, and the Bulls didn't do anything in the middle. I don't yeah. think they're better. Nope. Um. So I think they're going down. They're not going up. I, well, Caruso. But I think the Pistons are going to be a handful. The Pistons are a year older. I think the bottom of the East is going to cause problems. Like, I think the East is going to be much more difficult to get through than it has been. The West is clearly deeper and better. I mean, I, what do you make of, like, teams like Minnesota? Like, there's just so many questions around the league. I think this is going to be one of the most compelling. Yeah, absolutely, Hullabilly. You guys think the Pelicans will be a top-four team in the West? I think they could be top six. Yeah. But are the Pelicans better than Phoenix? Took him to the limit last year. Yeah, I'm curious what Zion Williamson ends up bringing. You know, hopefully he plays a full season. Talk about a guy you got to prove to stay healthy. Yep. And what are the Mavericks this year? Yeah, I don't. Again, that's another team where I just think you're you're good. You're not great, and that's where you'll always be. Yep. Uh, NY Monty fan says firm believer in hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Duran is more skilled, yes, but he doesn't and can't get it done because he gets in his own way. Yeah, I mean, on some level, yeah. there's some of that. I think he works his ass off, though. If I'm, I mean, I I do disagree. I do think he works his ass off. Yep. Edwin says, "Have y'all seen the number of times that Jazz will wear each jersey? Yeah, the yellow is like ten. Ten times. I rolled over my my um, I rolled over my shoelace on my new Jordans. That's never fun. <laughs> I got on new Jordan ones, and I put them on in the dark." I'm not even joking. You yeah. were there. Yeah. Like Jake rolls into my house. We do currently until our Maverick Center internet situation gets figured out. Yeah. Which should be today, hopefully. Um, we do this show in, in my house, right? And I so that show. Jake shows up at 445 every morning. Oof. And yeah, today was early. 
Um, and I, so I was putting on my shoes in the dark and generally we sit in my living room in the dark. Right. And I was putting on my shoes and I, I did not do a good job tying my shoes. I'm a mess today. Yeah. Frankly, I could have used 17 more hours of sleep. Yeah. Uh, my Monty fan says, I love watching Ja Morant. Absolutely. Jacob DeLambo says THT. Um, M Morris says Russ is fun to watch. I mean, for anybody playing the Lakers, he I is. mean, fun to watch from the standpoint of shooting basketballs off the side of the glass. Sure, but isn't it nice we've had this conversation without talking about the Lakers? Yes, yeah, I'm tired of hearing about the Lakers until they prove they're relevant. Honestly, like, well, I I think they have a long way to go to do that. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says Brooklyn will win the playing game. I, why uh, Why am I the only one that's high on Brooklyn? Because nobody believes that they're going to make make it the season. Nobody believes that. The personalities in that locker room are gonna are gonna mesh. Nobody believes that Kyrie. But there's Irving, not a there's not a personality conflict in that locker room. Anymore. Oh, there will be. There will be. Yeah, there has and there will be. I mean, that, that's just who you're dealing with. I mean, there wasn't a personality conflict with Draymond and Jordan Poole until Jordan Poole started running his mouth about the money he was gonna right, make. Right, but who's the loose cannon in 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 Brooklyn? Is that would that be Kyrie? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a loose cannon differently than Draymond is. Like, Kyrie is more like, you know, just does weird stuff. Hey, I just want to take a day off. Yeah, like, you just randomly like, ah, I'm not going to show up today. Yeah, like, I got I to gotta go do some ayahuasca or something. Like, that's what Kyrie some does. ayahuasca. Yeah. Why did you pull out the Aaron Rodgers here? Because <clears throat> guys like Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie, these guys who just do whatever the hell they want, okay. that's when you get problems. Look, I, I think there's no doubt in my mind, and this is just my opinion, there's no doubt in my mind that Kyrie Irving's difficult to deal with. I think they're all on prove-it years. Ben Simmons certainly is. Kyrie certainly is. He's in a contract year. Kevin Durant's playing for his legacy. Yep. I, I mean, they don't have room for taking days off this year. Wow. And it certainly seems like from where we were in July to where we went to in September and everybody got back on the same page and what we saw in the preseason, they certainly have hit a reset button. And Steve Nash has talked about wanting to be better. I, I, you know what? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm alone. I could be alone. Jacob DeLambo says the West is very good. Great time to tank because the Jazz would have never made it to the finals. I agree with that. Uh, Kurt Meyer says the Mavericks are fun to watch. Fun to watch is not the word I would use for Luca. Like I'm always hoping that somebody punches Luca in his face. Uh-huh. Like, that's what, like I wish Draymond was on his team. Um, you know. NY Monty fan says, after watching Steve Ballmer dance and celebrate, I can say he's my spirit animal. He always wears those cheap hotel pants, though. Yeah. Like, he's always rocking that man toe. Yeah. Mm, you know, eh, it's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, the man toe is uncomfortable. Yeah, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm good. I say I'm just fired up to be here today. Yeah, I'm fired up for football at 50, 10 in the hour. Every hour, we're bringing you the biggest headlines in football, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. When you order Papa Murphy's Pizza, get it through the app. Use the promo code MONTY25 and get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. All right. All right. It's time. Okay. It is time. Okay. Everybody bow down. Yes. We're talking about sex, baby. <laughs> Actually, no, we're not. We're talking about Tuami, who's oh, not I having you, any I thought sex. you were going to say we were going to talk about Cabela's again, and I got excited. No. Uh, Tuami... TB12 skip walkthrough this past Saturday to go to Bobby Kraft's hand or no wait, uh, wedding. Oh, okay, got uh, it. Yeah, Bob Kraft got married. Bobby, Tommy, 
went to the wedding, right. missed a walkthrough, and people are pissed. Should people be pissed that Tom Brady skipped a walkthrough to go to Tom, uh, Bob Kraft's wedding? No, not at all. I, I think it's ridiculous that people are upset about this. I think that if you're upset about this, you just don't understand the place that Tom Brady's in. Tom Brady does not have to care about anything. No, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't have to, you know, it, there's just, it, it, he just doesn't have to care. Like, it just doesn't matter. And frankly, you know, the guys around him need to go through the walkthrough and get the damn job done. You know, like, the offensive line has been a joke. The The wide receiver game has not been good. Like, they got to figure it out here. And I think that Tom has been in the league long enough where – you know, a uh, 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 a complex defensive scheme or a Tampa two or whatever you want to run against Tom Brady is not going to surprise him. He's seen it all. He's been there. He's done that. So, dude doesn't need to go through a Saturday walkthrough when when his longtime friend invites him to a wedding. You know, like it just is what it is, man. And I think that people get burned out on hearing that Tom Brady can do whatever the hell he wants. Well, apparently Jarrah thinks he can do whatever he wants once he's done. What did he say? Circumcising them skaters. Skaters. Um, according to LeagueOfJustice.com, Jane Doe accuses Cowboy owner Jerry Jones of sexually assaulting her in front of Cowboy players. Wants it to go to a public trial. The woman chose to file under a pseudonym to reportedly minimize the risk of attracting media attention. In the lawsuit, Jane Doe accuses Jones of forcibly kissing her on the mouth without her consent. On September 16, 2018, in the Tom Landry room at AT&T Stadium, Doe says the room was full of witnesses and... Those witnesses included then-Cowboy head coach Jason Garrett, running back Ezekiel Elliott, Tyrone Crawford, Tyrone Smith, and other Cowboy players. She also lists as a witness defensive end Demarcus Lawrence and Eugenia Jones, who is Jerry Jones's wife. She claims that Jera grabbed her, kissed her, and if you're eating your breakfast, I apologize, forcibly shoved his tongue in her mouth in front of all these people. Gnarly. So here's a question. It relates to Deshaun Watson as well, who I'm going to tell you about in a minute. Should she be able to be Jane Doe? I think that... So once you go to court, your name's got to come out. I think you can be Jane Doe until you go to court. Once you're in court, then the name's got to come out because now people are... You know, coming to court, putting a putting a face to the case. Yeah. Like, you know, then your name's got to come out. So absolutely. But I think in this case, when you're still in the paperwork phase, you can be Jane Doe. And uh, you know, and the reason I say that is because okay, Jane Doe in the paperwork. All right, cool. Allow Jerry Jones the opportunity to pay you off in a settlement, and then your name never has to come out because again, she did she did the name because she didn't want the media attention. Okay. I can understand that, but if this actually does go to court, her name needs to come out. I, I'm a big believer in that. By the way, as we talk about this, bots are in the uh, chat. What do you know? Bots are in the what chat. What do you know? How crazy is that? I don't know, man. I, I think this is crazy. I just... You did this in front of all these people? And that's the thing. Like You're making these accusations that he did something in front of all these people. And, and so now it's like, all right, now the, now you're going to have to bring those people into the case, and they're going to have to testify. 
So it's like, I don't think that you should get a free pass as far as your name is concerned when you're affecting all these people. I don't think you should get a free pass either, but I also think there's something to protecting victims and yeah, because we know how football fans are. I think this Deshaun Watson case, by the way, uh, there is another lawsuit filed by Jane Doe. The 26th such case filed against Deshaun Watson. The judge told this woman filing this case, if you want to move forward, you have to publicize your name and you got to do it by the end of the week. Agree or disagree? No, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I, I am with you. Like, I think, yes, you have to protect people. Like, uh, you know, but this is, this is legal matters. Like, you, it, it, to me, it's not right to bring a case forth, bring a suit forth, but then hide behind the wall. I, I think you can't have it both ways in our world, unfortunately. Uh, NY Monty fan says, I need to go to uh, Quick Quack Car Wash. And watch that visual out of my head. Yeah, it's a gnarly visual, dude. Uh, Jane Doe is Jerry's daughter, Charlotte Jones. Man, that's... Don't even. San Diego State Aztec says Jerry Madman Jones. He's legitimately nutty. Yeah. Nutty. But perhaps the best comment of the morning so far on football is Jesse P., who says Brady should have stayed retired. His legacy is getting diminished. Nah, I disagree with that. You do? You disagree with that? Yeah. Okay. Because he's done, dude, he's he's done all this winning. You're not going to take that away from him. At this point, he's playing football because he enjoys it. Like, that's it. Yeah, I think it's hard to tell a guy to stop playing football, and it's hard to tell a guy not to go to Papa Murphy's. 911, what's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again? I smell something delicious, and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni. Ma'am. Ma'am, we've traced the smell, and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza, and it's just $10. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Papa Murphy's, use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Trust me when I say just download the app. It's so easy when you download the Papa Murphy's app. You can order it ahead of time. We do it every week. We order it on, you know, hey, Friday at 10 in the morning when the show's over. We order the pizza. We pick it up at 5 o'clock. Boom. Fresh and ready to go. Bada boom, bada bing. The, the uh, take and bake chocolate chip cookie dough yeah. right there on top. You need, like Just pop it in there. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Look, Jared, take it easy. Anyway, the what point now? is, let me let tell, tell you what, what now. now. You're going to download the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code MONTY25. It is 7 o'clock on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Um, again, I, I I know I say this every day, but if you've been in an accident, there's only one firm you want to represent you. It's the Advocates. I've known Matt Triggs for 10 years. He supported us when we were at uh, 1320K Fan. The sports leader. How dare you drink? Anyway, the point is... Um, <laughs> Matt Driggs and the guys at the Advocates, are, they're the best in the business. Yes. Um, find them online, utahadvocates.com. You never pay anything up front. There's no retainer. There's no consultation fee. You don't pay the Advocates until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. Uh, let's talk Utah Jazz basketball this morning because tonight is NBA tip-off. And I'm curious what your expectations for the Utah Jazz are. Um if I said to you, how many wins do you think the Jazz will have? 
Um, yeah, I think it's like mid twenties, somewhere in there. I think thirty would be amazing. Yeah, Will Hardy should win Coach of the Year if they win thirty games. Yeah, based on what we saw in the preseason, this would be a feat amongst feats. This would be incredible because you look at what this roster's become. And you're going to be a young roster that's occasionally going to play veterans. To which I ask, why is Mike Conley still here? And Boyan Bogdanovich is not. Yeah. Um, but when you look at guys like Agbaji, Kessler, Vanderbilt, mm. THT, you look at some of these young players, the question that you have to ask yourself is, uh, is this an entertaining product? Will this be a team you care about? That's my main question for Jazz fans this morning because I think it is something, and I know we've talked about this a lot, and I know we've had this conversation, I feel like, a hundred times. Yeah. Do you care about the Utah Jazz? They tip off tomorrow night at home against the Nuggets. I don't know what there is to hang on to on this team. Yeah. Are you engaged? Are you here for Jazz Talk? Is this something you're excited about? Honestly, if I'm sitting here, I, I'm actually excited about this season. The All-Star Game is going to be here. By the way, we are going to give away a, an experience at the All-Star Game. We're going to send you to the game. We're going to get you some hotel. Like, it's going to be a great time. But isn't the All-Star Game the highlight of the season? Yeah, pretty much. And I, and I think that, you know, I, I'm always excited for NBA basketball to tip off, but I would be lying if I said that I was thrilled with with what the jazz are rolling out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. And then in that same light, I'm also not trying to be ultra negative on the team, but I just, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm so excited for this season. I'm not that excited for this season. I, I like, you know, you knew you were going to be bad. You knew they were going to tear it down. And, and, and it just is, it's just a, it's a difficult thing to have to go through as a sports fan because it, right now it just feels so different. Like I can't emphasize this enough. I think for a fan, for a Utah Jazz fan specifically, you're going from being a playoff team for the last five years to being one of the worst teams in the league with, with jerseys that really don't do much for you, you know? And, and that's, that to me is what the struggle is. Like if you had... Like, it's okay to be bad, but if you had jerseys that everyone was down with and really about, then I think that, you know, you 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 would have some momentum. But I don't know. I, I just, I'm sitting here, like, more concerned about, you know, football and the, the baseball playoffs and, frankly, other teams in the league than I am about the Utah Jazz being some relevant, you know, great team that I need to worry about constantly, you know? and that And for me, the other thing, too, is, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the Jazz all the time, probably on a daily basis. So I am going to watch them, obviously. But I'm just speaking from, like, a, a fan, you know, just me as a basketball fan perspective. I'm not that excited about what they have to offer right now. Wow, not not at all. Not really, no. If you look at how many how many of these guys, if I said to you, will be on this team when the season starts? Will Malik Beasley, or when the season ends, will Malik Beasley be here when the season ends? Yeah, I think so. Jordan Clarkson? No. Lori Markinen? Yeah. You you think he will be? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I think Lori Markinen's probably the number one trade chip on this team. Mike Conley? Mm. He feels like a deadline guy, but if you, like, I said that 
Like to me, he's always felt like a guy you trade, but they haven't traded him, so I don't oh, have faith. He's making twenty two point six million dollars. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, oh so my this is God. what I need. So, do you see what I'm getting at here? Like, the storylines around the Utah Jazz are more about the guys they shouldn't be paying rather than the young guys that are here and that they're developing and that you know is like this new era of Jazz basketball. Yeah. Like, do you see why that's sort of an issue? I do. So, to me, it's like, hey, twenty two million for Mike. That's fine. It's not like that's some ridiculous number for Mike Conley, but no. But but why here? Why now? Why is he still on the books? It just doesn't fit. Yep. Jeremy Bolton is echoing what a lot of people are saying. I would probably be more excited if I could actually watch them play. Mm. Only beaten by NY Monty fan, who says next year will be worse. We will be expecting improvement and be disappointed when they are the same as this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Yeah, I, yeah. Right now as a sports fan in Salt Lake City or anybody listening, what are you looking for? What what is your, what's your go-to? What are you excited about? Because primetime football has sucked, right? Major League Baseball has been rained out the last couple of days. I don't think we have a ton of hockey fans on this show, generally speaking. I know we have some, but not like a ton. The masses are not. Yeah, what are you guys watching right now? Like, what is your thing right now? I am a, I'm a hundo P into the Yankees right now. Uh, I'm a hundo P into the Chicago Blackhawks right now, even though we're terrible. And I cannot, you said we're terrible. Is that are what? you are you like the equipment manager or what are we talking about here? I'm just asking a question because they're, they're my team too, so I'm on the team. Like <laughs> we know that. <laughs> or is this the Kalani press conference treatment here, or what? What do we got going on? So, we are hiring on this show. Are people God, hiring? It's the Chicago Blackhawks. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, it, uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I will come across this table on you. Uh-huh. I'm excited about the NBA. Honestly, I am. Uh, it is frustrating. I have the league pass, so I get to watch the Jazz games. But I can see all the comments about not being able to watch. Like NY Monty fan says, even if we did care about the Jazz, and we do, we cannot watch them. They have a terrible TV deal. They need to do what the Clippers did and go to direct to customer. I, You have to. Yeah. Uh, Holabilly says, I'm just glad hockey season is among us because it's going to be a rough year for the Jazz. As a Jazz fan, I would agree with that. Uh, as bad as it sounds, I'll be watching a lot of the Cavs. Ooh, Carlin LeFavor. Yeah, and I, I don't think that that sounds kick. bad, dude. One kick swiftly in the groin. Yeah, I don't like, think that sounds bad. No, I'm a huge Donnie fan. I mean, yeah, I think that's what this league has become, though. And we talk about this all the time on the show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. I this NBA is a is a players' league now. Yeah, it is a players' league, and. You look at the money that they're making. You look at the the merchandise. You look at the the TV product. Like this is a players' league. They don't market the Hawks. They market Hunter, who just got a huge extension yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Turner. Like you, you don't market the Jazz the way you don't market play. But you market uh, the uniform. You know, well, not uh, the not you know uh, you know. Uh, but you see my point. Yeah. If you're the Lakers, you market LeBron and AD. If you're the Suns, you market Booker. Like, this is a player's league. I'm excited to see Donovan Mitchell come out and score 30 points a game because I think he's got a legitimate chance to do that. Yeah. You know, uh, Jacob DeLambo says, watching the Cavs too. Uh, M. Morris says, like MLB, I might watch a few games and playoffs. Well, you're you're missing. 
because they, you know, we're in the division series. The Dodgers are dead. Um, NY Monty fan says, I'm interested to see how the Cavs do and see how the T-Wolves of the East mesh with Gobert and Cat together. See, that we were having such a good show. Right, but you're a jerk, and you were being we were mean about the Blackhawks. Such so a good show. Now I bring up the fact that you said the Timberwolves were in the um, East, and they were better um, than Kevy in the um, Nets. Um, come know. on. Come what? on, guys. What? Come on. Huh? Uh, hey, Greg Hawkins. Good to see you, buddy. How are you? Well, he's doing really well. Cause... Hey, you're up a little early, Greg. Well, he hasn't been to bed since Saturday night when Utah beat USC. Uh, are you kidding me? Rager. You know, um, <laughs> Greg says it's so damn early, bro. I've been up since four. We. I've been up since four, you know, um, Hullabilly says also the rugby league world cup is going on. I've been t- tuning into that. I Get- have no idea what that was. See, when you're a Minnesota Wild fan, you don't actually watch like, hockey. You like, watch rugby. With all due respect, I love you, Hillbilly, but with all due respect, can we, can we, we're going to take a hard pass on rugby on this show, okay? Why? All due respect. Come on. What do you mean? With all due respect. With all due respect. <laughs> I don't hate rugby. We've been to rugby matches. That doesn't mean I'm going to sit here and talk about it. Come on. I don't think he's saying to talk. I just think. It would... I, I will you, say. Why I are will you say, so salty today? I will say. I'll talk more rugby than Real Salt Lake. No, you're not baiting me into this. You're not. You're not baiting me into this. No, you're not. No, you're not. You know, M. Morris says, Cat already not meshing with Rudy. We'll see about that. Uh, I can't see what the Timberwolves... I can't wait to see what the Timberwolves do when teams do a five-spread offense with Gobert on the floor. Yeah. Celebrate that, the Jazz fans. The writing's on the wall, bro. Celebrate that. You know that. what's going to happen here. Celebrate that. Snooka! What's up, Snooka? Says morning, everybody. Jeremy Bolton says, oh, hey, what's that? That's the sound of silence, a.k.a. Alex Caruso highlights this year. Dude. <laughs> dude. Why? Like, what is this whole bait in thing today? No. Yeah, take it easy. He's already, he already created a gif with one of his highlights. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Alex Caruso's a god. It is if I say it is. Hullabilly says, Monty, the Blackhawks are going to win 19 games this year. Who wins more, the Hawks or the Jazz? You know. Uh, M. Alvarez says, since I can't watch the Jazz, I look forward to hearing the breakdown from the Hacks on YouTube. Hey, Thank you. see? Thank you. Now no, we're talking. That's now a true fan. See? That's a true fan. Yeah. Spence Checkets occasionally does radio yeah, in this town. Yeah, you know? Kurt Meyer says, you keep this up and it'll bring Tanner out of a deep sleep, a dead sleep. Yeah. That's an issue. Yeah, the, 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 Ray, no, you're not doing it. You're not, I'm not doing it. I'm not. Um, I think that if I had to put an over-under on it. Yeah. I would put the Jazz win total at 29 games. Over or under? Under. Under 29. Yeah, I got to go under. Under right 29. Now, yeah, I got to go. Because you know they're going to make deadline deals. You know that. You know that. And those deadline deals are not going to be with the emphasis of getting better. So you think they are tanking for V-Dub? I don't think they're tanking for V-Dub. I think what they're trying to do is accumulate picks, and then they're going to trade a bunch of picks. And maybe they go after V-Dub. But I, I, again, I don't think that the mission's ever been. Honest to God, I don't think the mission has ever been to tear a playoff caliber organization all the way to the ground for a 5% or 10% chance to get a ping pong ball, right? Like, that's what's never made sense to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's what they're doing. 
Okay, I'm I'm 100% open to that. But it just doesn't make sense to me to go through all this effort and consternation and and all the trade stuff and everything you've done for a tiny percentage of an opportunity to get the number one overall pick when you can just trade up to the number one overall pick with all the picks you have. Yeah, I I, like, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. You, I will you say could though, be right, though. The pick swap thing is concerning, for sure. I mean, you know, the, the quality or what seems to be lack of quality with some of these pick swaps is not great. I, I'm telling you now. I, the, the Jazz are teetering on, oh boy, we, uh, up. And you know, um, like, yeah, they, if these, you look at the picks they have and yeah. you, you got to burn them this year. I think this year, like if the new CBA is done, it's going to completely devalue those picks because they're going to take out the age restriction. And yep, I think it's going to bring up the G league. I think it's going to bring down the draft. Like, yep. I think teams like G league ignite become exponentially more valuable. And I think these picks the Jazz have, if they don't burn them this year and next year, I think they become exponentially less valuable. Yeah, I, I, and my thing's always been like, why, again, why go through all this if you're not going to burn them up this year? Why why put, you know, essentially, why put gas in the car if you're not going to drive down the road? You know, like, that's what I don't understand. And that, to me, has always been my biggest concern. You know, like, I always trusted Danny Ainge and the moves he was making. And I think he made some great moves outside of the Bogdanovich deal. But to me, the the question never was, hey, can he make trades and burn an organization in the ground? Well, right. You always sure. knew that. The question is... Yeah, anybody can do that. Yeah, like any casual can do that. The question is, what's the path to getting back to being a playoff team? Jeez, Teddy. Dadgummit, oh. Teddy's like, yeah, I can see us winning 18 games. <laughs> <laughs> 18 games? Teddy's going to build more, or Teddy and the Waymans are going to do more jobs than the Jazz win games this year, bro. Come on. I, you know. Come on. Um, I, 18 games? Uh, Caleb says 9-12 to 12 seed, excuse me. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, it could be. Um, 18 games? <laughs> Nobody will be there. No. And the problem is the arena is beautiful now. The re arena renovations are unbelievable. I'm telling you, Friday night, be at the Maverick Center, the renovations at the Maverick Center. Dude. Yeah. The the if you don't if you don't know, the G League is going to play at the Maverick Center. Uh-huh. So the Maverick Center got all the scoreboards. That's big center hung scoreboard at Vivint is now at the Maverick Center. All of those ribbon boards and big video boards are now at Maverick Center. So they are going to have brand new ribbon boards all the way around the second level at Maverick Center. The big center hung those four big screens. Um, the, the south end of the Maverick Center is going to be completely renovated and have all those new big screens up there. Like, it's a completely different building. Yeah. It is. The, the Utah Grizzlies open up Friday night. I'm telling you, you want tickets? DM me on tw Twitter. You got to come and see it. Yes. It is. I'm telling you, it is unbelievable. And the docuseries we're making comes out today. Oh, that's right. Our first episode of the documentary series we're making on the Grizzlies behind the Grizzlies. Yeah. We are. I'm excited about this. This. I just did it again. Bro. <laughs> What, what, what are I you need doing, to, bro? My one shoelace is untied, and I keep rolling over it with my chair. Anyway, I'm excited about the documentary we're doing with with the um, with the Grizzlies. 
it's going to be a fun year. Like they are, it's a, it, they're good folks to work with. Yeah. They're that all of them are great. But my point is Vivint got all new boards. They, they opened up that entertainment area and all of that on the, on the one end of the arena, like the money that they've put into that building for the all-star game. Crazy. It, it's, it's, in, I understand why Ryan Smith is a little cash poor right now. If in fact he is, cause that the money that they've spent on that building, it's spectacular. Yeah, it is spectacular. And then you look at what the Maverick center is going to look like off the, off the chain. It is, it's going to be off the chain. Uh, let's see. Alex Chacon says we have three picks in the draft chock full of building block players. Well, you hope so. Jesse Harsh says Monty wanted to say fudged up. I did, but I didn't because I'm a man of discipline. Caleb Harrison says Jared Butler getting waived is disappointing, but Caleb, you and I have had this exact yeah. conversation. Now, Caleb was actually all excited I mean, he he even washed his yellow jazz jersey mm -hmm. when he heard Saban Lee was coming to Utah. <laughs> How'd that work out? Um, I'm sorry he, if you're offended by that. He gone. We'll see you. Uh, Jared Butler. We can talk about Jared Butler. Yeah. Did Jared Butler get a fair shake with the Utah Jazz? Yes. I think he did. 100%. And I think... And we told you this over the summer. Jared Butler showed up at Summer League. And the first practice, I, I'm pretty sure, the first practice ended. And my jazz guy called me and was like, we're in trouble with this guy. And he was not in basketball shape. Jared Butler was not overweight or fat or... But the season ended for the Jazz, and Jared Butler went home and did not work out, it appears. Because <clears throat> he showed up for Summer League out of shape. Yeah. And it took him several weeks to get back into basketballing. And then he shot horrendous over the summer. And in the preseason, he shot terribly. He didn't give them a choice. And I understand that mentally he was a little beat down, because he didn't get to play. Yeah. But when the team is questioning your professionalism and you do not come in in elite basketball shape, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Right? I mean, Jared yeah. had to do his part, and I don't necessarily blame the Jazz for letting him go because he didn't show a want to to be here. And it's not surprising that nobody's picked him up, or at least I haven't seen that somebody picked him up. He's a guy that needs to go to Europe and experience success. Because when he was in the G League, he dominated. And he got to the Jazz, and he just couldn't crack the lineup. And we consider and say, hey, you know what? Coach didn't want to play him, and Coach you know, Quinn Snyder didn't play young guys. I got news for you. Will Hardy played young guys, and Jared Butler didn't cut the mustard. So they let him go. And I think it was the right move. I, I don't have any qualms about him not being here. Yeah, and I just don't understand why it's this shocking thing or why it's so crazy or, like, you know, I mean, it's just it, when you're not going to show up in shape, when you're not going to be 100% engaged as a basketball player, like, you're not a basketball player, man. Like, you, you, you like your bo body is temple, as they say. You have to take care of your body. You have to be in shape and ready to go. And and that that is, like, to me, has always been – a cardinal sin of athletics, like whether it's Zion or Jared Butler or whoever, you have to be in better shape. And and that's why I just think it's it's not surprising 
at all. And I'm guessing because they were so readily, you know, ready and willing to cut him that his attitude probably wasn't great either. Yeah, he was the 40th pick. I wanted to confirm that real quick. Second round, 40th pick on the 2021 NBA draft. And you know what? So it's not like you wasted it. it, You know, I I see some people saying it was a wasted pick. Uh, Alex Chacon says he was the 40th pick in the draft. I'm not sure why it's so surprising. No, I would agree with that. I I mean, he just... Jacob DeLambo says he was a waste of a pick. Yeah. Uh, Hullabilly says we could have drafted Io DeSumo. Yeah, well, that... Io was there. I, I don't th- I, I don't mean, think it's too harsh did, to say that Io that's go? another pick you can add to the ledger that didn't work out. Yeah, Io went 38th to my R and we the Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Bulls. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, at least you didn't draft JT Thor. <laughs> Good job, Caleb and the Pistons. Um, and uh, how many home runs are in that draft? Caleb Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. Jay- is Jalen Suggs? No. Josh Giddy, yes. Jonathan Kaminga, Franz Wagner, Davion Mitchell, Zaire Williams. How about James Boknight getting a DUI? Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Uh, Josh Primo, Chris Duarte, Moses Moody. Like, there's a lot of good players in this draft. And I look at I look at that second round. And there's not a whole lot. I mean, the guy that really stands out to you in the second there is Ayo Desumu, now the starting point guard of Myar and we, the Chicago Bulls, um, who I, I've been telling you about. And Jeremy Bolton's like, Caruso, Caruso, Desumu, Desumu. Because it's garbage. Jerk. Um, Kessler Edwards. Hmm. Decent, right? There's some guys in that second round. Yeah. You know, Luca Garza. We'll see. But there's some players, but the top of that first round has a chance to be an all-timer. Yeah. Cunningham, I think Cade Cunningham's a stud. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Building block guy, staple your franchise guy. Cade like, Cunningham or Jalen Green? Um, Jalen Green. Really? Yeah, I think I think the difference is, like, right now, Cade Cunningham's a better player, but I think what's going to happen here is Jalen Green's going to take this step forward, and his athleticism, to me, has always been higher than Cade Cunningham. Yes, yes it so has. So once that step, once he takes that step, I think he's a, better. Cade's a different player. He's not that high flyer. He's, no, he's a finesse. I'm going to beat you with my skill, yeah. you know, understanding angles. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a smart player. Kenai Johnson, what's up, KJ? THT will be the all-star who makes it, or will or will it be Clarkson? Maybe nobody. It'll be somebody. I want it to be Colin Sexton. I think it's the the most likely guy is probably Laurie Markinen. Probably. But I would love it to be Colin Sexton. Mike Maples. Yes, he was a second round pick and he didn't take it as uh as a slight and work to prove the team was wrong. Well, it would have been nice if he'd have made it. That's what I'm saying. NY Monty fan says, let's talk about the Redeem Team special on Netflix. Not close to the last dance, but decent. The Dream Team doc was amazing as well. I mean, documentaries on Netflix are pretty good. Yeah. I think it's going to be very difficult. The Last Dance is going to be almost impossible to beat. But why is that? Because it's Michael Jordan. Facts. It's Michael Jordan. I mean, that, that makes it tough to beat. Yep. No doubt. I mean, that, that to me, anyway. This is what it is. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, maybe Jaron Butler, Jaron, uh, should have created a gift from his highlights to get attention. Facts. Well, you know. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for your contribution today, man. I, you know, <laughs> Jeremy, you're on that. You're on that Caruso rub today. Uh, Teddy Wayman says this next draft is loaded. It sucks we didn't get a pick for Bogey. Thank you. You know, I, I yeah. Spot on, Teddy. 
Spot on. I mean, I, I know, you man. know, like I, 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 I'm not a believer in just giving guys away, and that's what that was. Nor should you be. But the but the Bogdanovich trade is frustrating. Y'all feel me? It was a salary dump. That's, that's what it. that was. That's it, and dude. Listen, I, I get it. I totally understand it. You got a guy in Kelly Olenek that you really like. But here's what I like. don't understand, though. This is why I don't understand, logically speaking. So we're okay to keep Mike Conley. $21 million bucks. $21 million Mike Conley. Uh, uh, because allegedly he brings all this leadership. And you got you to gotta mentor Colin Sexton. And Mike likes living here. But does Colin Sexton need a mentor at I this point of his career? So. No, I don't think so. And so my point just saying. is, it's like, you gave away Bogdanovich for a rack of basketballs because you allegedly didn't want Bogdanovich hey. in camp. Hey. Like, come on. They got Danny's guy, Kelly Olynyk. I guess, dude. It's Danny's guy. Too fucking bad, man. You know. Uh, three McDonald's All-Americans if the Jazz don't get Victor. I hope they get Nick Smith from the Razorbacks. Look him up. Oh, I know Nick Smith. Yeah. And we've talked about Nick on the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> Caleb said, look him up. You know. <laughs> Caleb. Yeah, Caleb said it's a little off topic. Way too early college bas basketball prediction. Arkansas basketball makes the final four. Okay, how Listen. are you an Arkansas fan? Like, because like, he, what, went, like, he went to, I, be, I believe oh, he did went you to, go to Arkansas. He went to Arkansas Technical West Coast College. You're casual. Um, otherwise known as Central Arkansas, Scotty <laughs> Pippen's alma mater. He did. I'm not even joking. Where was Caleb on Saturday afternoon? Cheering on Arkansas at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You would. Some of us follow Caleb on, on Instagram. Well, you know. You know. So that's how we know about Caleb. If you guys don't follow Caleb Harrison on Instagram, Caleb, drop your handle. Caleb's always out doing something. That's what I've no, always no. noticed. Caleb has a, sty a style about him that's pretty amazing. He's got an amazing afro. Like your fro is on point. I've always, and we've talked about this a lot. I've always wanted good hair. Like I've always wanted good hair. I try to convince Junior over here to get hey a mohawk. Hey guys. Like do something fun. Caleb has amazing hair. He has a terrible fashion sense in that he actually likes the colors of the Pistons and this yellow thing the Jazz are doing. But he's always somewhere doing something, eating amazing food. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing, Caleb. You eat amazing food. And I appreciate that. You know, so Caleb, drop your Instagram handle because I'm telling you. Uh, Joe Davies says, are you back in Utah? Who are you talking about? Us? I, I don't know. Me? Uh, are you talking about Caruso? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you encourage Jeremy Bolton with something like that? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I, I, why would you do that? Uh, Colin Sexton says, uh, or Alex Chacon says, Colin Sexton is going to have an all-star year. I hope he stays I, yeah. healthy. Uh, but again, it, so this is my point. This is kind of what I was getting at with Jared Butler. Like, you have Colin Sexton now. Jared Butler is irrelevant. You didn't need him. Like, get his ass out of here. <laughs> See, and this is why you can't bring up Caruso. <laughs> If Caruso comes to Utah, I'll become an RSL fan, Jeremy Bolton says. Because it's all part of the plan. Man, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, it, You know, it is. Yeah, NY Monty fan. Caleb's a good dude. Uh, Joshua Lovren says, for this season, Wilson Murray Smith, you got to start one, start one, bench one, cut one. Mm. Your mom? Mm. You know. Jeremy says, I'll see myself out. <laughs> oh, Jeremy's my... Jeremy, who's the mayor of Montytown. Right. Uh, Self-elected dictator. Yeah. Um, I love you, dude. 
it's all good. Uh, my Monty fan says, don't say that. You'll get Tanner all hot and heated. Wasn't that fun? More Tanner comments. Yeah. Teddy says, uh, I don't think we we will have anyone close to being an all-star this season. You really don't? Uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I think, think on a bad team, you got guys that are going to get stats for sure. I, Donnie would score 50 on this team. Uh, I think Markkanen's your guy. Yeah. Who, who, who's going to be the all-star on this team? Make a pick. Um, I'm going to go with Colin Sexton. I think he has a big year. Okay. I'm yeah, going Markkanen. I'm going to go Sexton. KJ says, uh, if Caruso came to Utah... We will win 20 games instead of 18. Well, and kick a person when he's down. You know, I mean, listen, you have to do things to change to change your trajectory, right? Right, yeah, of course. I mean, an Alex Caruso trade is not unlike going to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Well. Right, it's going to change your fortunes. Right. Everything will turn up for you. Yeah. Um, love my guys at Triday Trading. They uh, present all of our jazz talk here on the Monty Show. And I just keep telling you guys every day, day trading is a way out of the nine to five grind. And again, and I don't know, I was talking to Willie on Twitter DM and Willie was asking me, hey, you know, I watched the webinar and I really want to do it. So go and do it. It, it, Everybody who watches the webinar at tridaytrading.com slash Monty, it is free. It costs you nothing. There's no obligation, nothing. Everybody who watches that webinar is like, oh, dude, you were right. You were, I know I'm always right. Right. I'm, I mean, have I ever been wrong once? No, you're perfect in every way. Thank you. Uh, and good, the, good, and the point is, TridayTrading.com slash Monty is how you get out of that nine to five grind. The other thing is, and I'd love to see what you're doing for a side hustle. Drop yeah, your side, side hustles, hustles in your in the comments. Yeah, because I think this is a really fascinating discussion. Um, I, I am curious how much grind you put into the side hustle, because I think it's one of those things where. You have to find a way to stop grinding on the side hustle. You have mm-hmm. to find a way to work for yourself, build your life, do the things that you need to do to thrive. And that's why day trading is so critical. I am done grinding the side hustle. I am done working for other people. I'm working for myself. Do that same thing. Trust me, the fear is real, but the liberation is more real and it's more freeing. Tridaytrading.com. Just watch the free webinar. That's all I'm asking you to do. Register, watch the webinar, tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Let's see. Um, this guy says hello, I think, because Jeremy Bolton writes back, hello. Well, hello. Um oh, fuck are you? <laughs> uh, let's see. Joe Davies says, is the Monty Show back in Utah? Yes. Several years ago, we moved back now. Joe, how long have you been listening? Yeah, we've Joe. Been, we've been back for a minute. Yeah, we've been back for a minute. Good to see you, Joe. Appreciate you. Uh, Dave Matsukis says, BYU won't improve until they get a new coaching staff. Wow. I don't know. Are we ready to go back into the BYU swing? Uh, we could. I'm trying to figure out how to sp- I believe this is Chinese. My guy is like speaking Chinese, and we don't really speak Chinese. So I don't know how to. Should I copy and paste and translate yeah. that? Google Translate. We're going to have to figure out, yeah, we're going to have to figure out what, wow. Um, <laughs> how did, like, you just Googled that and the matrix code came up or something, dude. Jeez. Uh, let, let's see exactly how to translate this. I don't speak English is what that says. Okay, well, thanks for coming. We appreciate Thank that. Thank you. I, I appreciate you at least, you know, you know commenting. You know. <laughs> Thank you. This show has been crazy with commenters lately. It, you know. 
Uh, NY Monty fan says he said he doesn't know how to speak English. Oh, shit. Okay, well, we're here to teach you, man. Enjoy the ride. Um, appreciate that. Does anybody in the chat speak the language he speaks? NY Monty fan says I speak Chinese. So okay, it is Chinese. N- NY Monty How fan. do you speak Chinese? Hey, NY Monty fan, in Chinese, in your next comment, can you tell him Alex Caruso is the best player in the league? You should tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. Kanai Johnson says, what happened to BYU defense that slapped Utes around last year? I think they're dead, yes. Uh, at 7.35 on the Monty Show, absolutely. Uh, we can talk BYU football as we did to open the show this morning. Um, and I think the real question here is, are we making too much out of these BYU struggles? I want to play this piece of tape from Kalani Sataki because I think this is the one that really resonates with me. Um, he had a very blunt exchange with a reporter yesterday. And this is very atypical, Kalani Satapi. Kalani, you said earlier that you want to have the roles clearly defined. Um, when, when you say that, has, has Elisa Tuiaki not been calling the plays this year? Is it more you or Ed Lamb? What, what's the, the roles that have been assigned to this defense in, in this season? You asking for this week or last week or what are you well, you, you, know, you know that since day, the day one the yeah changes, I think what, what have been some of those changes if you're well that's what I'm talking about the details of the changes I don't think I owe you guys an answer on that that's program run you know so uh, there's a lot of things that are happening Jeremy, With, uh, I'm sorry Jared go ahead uh, uh, Donnie, I don't think I owe you an explanation. And then that little head shake. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This is not the Kalani Sataki I've come to know and respect. Mm-hmm. And you can see this is grinding on him. And it makes you wonder how much pain is going on behind the scenes. Cause we told you yesterday, uh, we talked to a BYU defensive starter mm-hmm. who, said that there is significant consternation on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. And that there are some philosophical differences. And I think that when you watch that tape, and I'm going to play it again because I want you to watch the head shake. (laughs) After he says, you know, hey, that's, you know, program accountability, and I don't think I owe you an explanation. That's program account. You know, like, you look at that head shake and tell me that he is absolutely not wearing every inch of the struggles that are going on in this program. Kalani, you said earlier that you want to have the roles clearly defined. Um, when, when you say that, has, has Elisa Tuiaki not been calling the plays this year? Is it more you or Ed Lamb? What, what's the, the roles that have been assigned to this defense in, in this season? you asking for this week or – Last week, or what are you well, specifically? You know, you know that since day, the day one, the yeah, changes, I think, what, what have been some of those changes? If you're, well, that's what I'm talking about, the details of the changes. I don't think I owe you guys an answer on that. That's program run, you know. So uh, there's a lot of things that are happening. Jared, With, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just so awkward. 
It's uh, and it's just not who we know Kalani to be. I mean, even in his worst moments of late, yeah, like that's just not who that guy is. And I think that's very telling that he is busting his ass to fix this. And there's there may not there may not be a way to fix it. Yeah, and this has been building for weeks. I mean, we have I think up the stack there we have that the the water bottle thing, and we have I mean it's it's been it's been yeah oh the, yeah I think it's, it's been uh, it's it's that top one the efficiency one right there. A couple more. Up. Oh, this one yeah, right that here. one right there. Yeah, play that. I mean, one. couldn't didn't get Puka a ball, you know, so that's frustrating. And so, um, yeah, I, I think uh, when you only have forty, what, how many plays do we have total? Forty six. That's that's not going to do it. And so, part of that is defense get off the field, and offense get first downs and keep drives going, um, and and just get more efficient football from our team. As I think what Notre Dame did was was right. Own the clock, you know, be balanced, run the ball, throw the ball, and. Um, that's that's what we should be doing. Wow, like, you see what I mean? I mean? You like you see this cumulative building effect with his interactions with the media, and he's such a good human, man. I just can't. There are very few guys in sports that I will sit here and tell you are you know just phenomenal people. Yeah, Kalani Sataki is a phenomenal person. Right. He is a really good human. And to watch him wearing this tells you he's the right guy. Kalani Sataki is the only option as head coach. But let's get really honest about this. He's got to do something about the the discord in the defense. Thanks. He has got to do something to get, you know, Elisa Tuiaki and the and the defensive coaching staff moving in the right direction. Because I don't believe they are. And these drop eights. Um, these swap all 11 players, like all of this stuff is just not the way that you win football games. And I don't know if if he was on board with that. Nobody asked him about that swap all 11. Mm-hmm. I'm not on board with that. I am not on board with, you know, you know that Notre Dame, Arkansas, and now Liberty are going to run the football. If Wyoming and Utah State ran the football down your throat, what do you think Notre Dame, Arkansas, and Liberty are going to do? And I got news for you. If the same team that showed up against Notre Dame and Arkansas shows up in Lynchburg on Saturday, BYU is going to lose this game. And they're That's going, right, T. And they're going to lose this game badly because mm-hmm. Liberty is no pushover. And I want to play this clip of Hugh Freeze, the head coach at Liberty. And if you think that they're not taking this game seriously or if you think this is just a lie down – You got another thing coming from Liberty Football. For those of you who are lucky enough, and I said lucky enough, for those of you who are lucky enough to play in this game Saturday night, uh, you're you're getting ready to make history. It is, uh, without a doubt, um, the biggest home football game this program's ever had. I came to this school for moments like this. You came to this school for moments like this. Every hotel in town is sold out. The stadium is sold out. Um, you'll be on national TV. It is a it is it is a big game. You don't approach it any different as far as preparation, but there's no hiding from this fact. And you are lucky and fortunate if you get to prepare to play it. And I want you to embrace that. And, and but at the same time, you must earn it. 
You think they're taking this game seriously? <laughs> the biggest home game this program's ever had. They've expanded their stadium to 25,000. Sold out. Every hotel in town, sold out. We're going to be on national TV. They're not taking BYU lightly or chalking this up. or mm -hmm. They're coming to kick your ass. And you better be ready when you show up in Lynchburg on, on, on Saturday. And the question is, do you believe that this team can get up for a game like this? You just got your face punched for the entire second half. You got run over for a month straight defensively now. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. That's where I'm at with BYU. Like, it's time to do something about it. And I'm not telling you, you're not firing, a, you know, you're not firing guys now. Elisa Tuiaki's not being fired today. Talk about that in the offseason. Right now, today, Kalani Sataki has to put two hands on the wheel, and he's got to start calling the defensive plays. Yeah. He has got to start coordinating the defense far more than he has been. Kalani's never going to be hands-off on the defense. He needs to be far more hands-on, though. And the days of trusting your assistants are over. You have got to stop the run. You have a secondary that is capable of playing at a high level. You have a guy in 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 a, a Ben Bywater. You have a guy in a Max Tooley that seemingly find themselves around the football and they make plays. Max Tooley again with a punch out this week. Interceptions, pick sixes. Let them play their game. You got to stop the run here. That's the bottom line. And the only guy who can do that is Kalani Sataki. Yeah. And in my opinion, it is high time that Kalani step up to the plate and and take control of this. Uh, Greg Hawkins says BYU needs better offense too. Uh, they've only put whoa, they've only put up forty points once this year. Yeah, the, but that's not why you're losing games. The that's offense, the, the offense isn't is the least of my concerns for BYU. Yeah, their running game is is going to struggle all year long. It it just is. I think we we're all. Without Jackson McChesney and Kalani said he's not out for the year yesterday, but he's not available to you. Like, you don't have change of pace guys. And if Pini Katoa's hurt, I love Chris Brooks. His attitude, his spirit is great. He's not a number one running back. He's not a 30-carry guy. And you, this offense is predicated on Jaron Hall slinging the rock. And he did a fine job against Arkansas. They scored more than enough points to win that game. Yeah but you can't stop the run and you can't get off the field on third down 12 of 15 against Arkansas on third down ain't getting it done. I'm not worried about the, you're not wrong, Greg, you could always be better, but you have Puka. Now I think you have one of the great young stars in college football and Cody Epps chase Roberts is healthy. You have everything you need offensively. I think this offensive line is really good. Stop the run, get off the field on third down. Yeah. Stop this drop eight, rush three thing. Stop asking Tyler Batty to be a coverage linebacker when he's a defensive end. You got to stop with this madness. It has to stop. Uh, Boyd Lake says, uh, Tuiaki dropped some bigger nuggets yesterday too. We have to talk about that. Well, I mean, but but for what? In, in the parlance of what conversation? I mean, he's going to say what he's going to say. The, the, big, the biggest thing that he said yesterday and it, it really isn't a big thing. It really bothered me, frankly. When he talked about the fact that, hey, if I'd have known the offense and I would have dropped eight, the, 
He basically said, if I'd have known we were going to score so many points, I'd have played zone the entire game. And I, it, it just, it's infuriating to me. Him getting into it, the, the issues with Tuiaki is he's starting to crack under the pressure. This, this fight with this fan, and I say this fight, this verbal altercation with this fan, yeah. is completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. And he talked about it on uh, Coordinator's Corner with Greg Rubel yesterday on BYU TV. Your apology doesn't make it okay. Uh, usually you, you get down the field level when the game ends. Yeah, you know, I came down uh, to the field, and obviously there's, uh, you know, emotions are, emotions are high for everybody. And, um, you know, there's a gentleman sitting in the in the south uh, south end zone just right right over the goalpost that he and I had an exchange. And, um, and you know, I just thought that was uh, unbecoming. And so I wanted to apologize to that gentleman. If you, if you watch Coordinator's Corner, uh, what you said was correct. I've got to be better. And so we'll go out there and we'll fix what we need to and, and uh, we'll, we'll be better. But what does that mean? Yeah, it's just What does that speak. mean? That's all that, that's exactly, it's coach speak. It doesn't mean anything. I respect Elisa Tuiaki. I know that this is a very difficult job. Hard jobs don't go to people that aren't capable of doing them. And I, I, I will just go with what Duke women's basketball coach Carol Austin always says. Do hard better. Mm -hmm. This is a hard job. If it was easy, everybody would do it. If it was easy, Jake could be a defensive coordinator. Right. It's hard. You got to do the job. You got to bear down and do the job better. That's the bottom line. When things get difficult, we find out who you are as a man. That's what football does, and I think a lot of people forget that. Football not, is not necessarily about being a great co a coordinator or coach. You have to be a great man to be a great head coach because the principles that carry you through life carry you through football. And when you're a great football player, generally you are a high-character individual. I'm a man! Generally speaking. Now, are there a bunch of meatheads that take steroids and go to prison when they're done playing football? Yes. Get your lazy ass in the gym. Yes, there are. But on the regular, what you see is guys like Taysom Hill. Why is Taysom Hill not working on Wall Street right now? Plenty of job offers. Because he's a guy of high character who doesn't quit. And he had a dream. He worked hard. He took an opportunity that was presented to him. And he kicked ass. Yep. That's called character and work ethic. And I'm not saying that, that Elisa Tuiaki doesn't have that but maybe you're just not the right guy for this job right now today. Mm -hmm. That right guy is Kalani Sataki, right? When the job needs to get done and the guys you put in place are not doing the job, whose responsibility is it to get it done? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Let's stop making excuses and start making changes. Yeah. We, we can talk about the things that are struggling, you know, but you can't, you just can't keep going. Yeah, and I think people get burned out on, on you know, even Kalani, like, with all due respect to him, I mean, we hear these guys all the time, even A-Rod, saying, yeah, we got to be better. So the be better thing is great, but we hear all of them say it, and it's yeah. like that's what I think BYU fans want. Uh, and Donut says, someone tell Kalani not to go for fourth and one deep on your their own side of the field. Fail. Well, fourth and one seems to be a uh, a hipster trend, you know? Greg Hawkins says, Max Tooley looks like the villain from a football movie. He's fantastic, dude. Yeah. He, he, and he does, by the way, again, another guy whose hair, Caleb Harrison, I'm jealous of your hair, Max Tooley. I'm jealous of your hair. It is. It is what it is. Uh, Jerem Tracy says Aaron Roderick needs to be more consistent as well. 
But is the offense really what the problem is? The offense is not what plagues this team. I think the only thing with the offense I would have a complaint about is that stuff last week about how you were playing Jaron instead of Jacob Conover, even though Jaron was hurt and probably shouldn't have been shouldn't have been playing. That's the only issue that I have. I think, you know, again, when you give up fifty two points, you, when, I'm not no, talking bro, offense, dude. When the when the flipping defense is twelve of fifteen on the wrong side of third down, when you allow somebody to convert twelve of their fifteen third downs, yeah. How how do we know what the offense is? Because they're never on the damn field. Yeah. Well, and Kalani said that too. You know, like how do we know the defense? If the defense was just serviceable against the run, Jaron Hall would be a Heisman candidate. I'm not even joking. I'm not even using hyperbole or exaggeration. If you were just seven of fifteen, mm-hmm. if you were just fifty percent, BYU wins that game. Yeah. If Jaron had, I don't know. 45 plays a game. If Jaron had 20 more snaps a game, how much better is this offense? It's got to be 14 points better. You can't tell me you you can't hand that kid 14 snaps and think nothing good's going to come from it. Because it will. If you give Puka 14 more snaps and six of those go to him. Yeah. if If you give Cody Epps just two more receptions down the field, how like I, I, I mean, the list is endless. Yeah. Of opportunities, but you're not getting those because the defense is historically bad. Historically bad. Yeah. At third downs, you're bad at third downs as a defense. You're bad at stopping the runs as a defense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and don't even get me started in your your percentages on second and long because they ain't much better than third. I can tell you that right now. Like it, it, it drives me crazy. Uh, not only dropping eight, but having two freaking linebackers play spy on a quarterback. Like, come on, yeah, you're. I don't think you're deploying your your talent the right way. You're not putting your talent in a position to use utilize their skills to the best of their abilities. Yeah, it's your job as a coordinator no. put guys in the right position. But having said that, when you have a guy in the hole, you got to tackle. Yeah, and there's a lot of player accountability issues here as well. You know, like it, you just you know. Uh, Zesty's retro in games. Hey, Monty and Jake just got home from vacation in Portland. I hope the Jayhawks can limp into one or more, uh, one more win for bowl eligibility. It's happening. Yeah, that'll get there. It's happening. Greg Hawkins says a rod is not consistent and struggles scheming for big games. Yeah. But, but, but again, you put up, what did they put up? 35 against Arkansas. Like that's an sec team. Like you scored, you did what you needed to do. The you biggest know? mistake that Aaron Roderick made was playing Jaron Hall. How many times are we going to hear a BYU coach say, well, if you can't practice during the week, how am I going to play you? Mm-hmm. Well, unless you're Jaron Hall. And then we'll he play will him. every single time. Shouldn't have played him against Notre Dame. But you did anyway. Spend the week getting Jacob Conover ready. It, it, it's as simple as that. Everybody is, is basing Jacob Conover off of one performance against Utah State. Like, it... Give the kid a chance. Yeah. You know, Jaron's healthy again. Okay, cool. But if Jaron's hurt, you've got to play Jacob Conover. This is your quarterback of the future, unless yeah. he transfers, by the way. So we'll see. Which you're um, asking him to do by doing what you did. Boyd Lake said he admitted he doesn't understand the role of his defense. He has no ability for strategic thinking. I, I you Don't get carried away. He admitted if he doesn't have what it takes to prioritize the defense to win games, he's in. I. I think you're I think you're reaching. Yeah. I think Elisa Tuiaki is one of the the 
largest lightning bolt controversial figures in modern BYU football history. Mm-hmm. I think more fans want that guy fired than anybody else in history. I, I just, it's amazing to me. And maybe, you know, it is what it is. Uh, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, right here on the Monty Show, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. We'll get back to BYU football here in a couple of minutes because I see everybody wanting to talk about it, which I'm, I'm thrilled about. I would also be thrilled if you would use our promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Okay, um, so apparently Jerry Jones is a pedo. Man, this is a gnarly story. So a woman, Jane Doe, filed a lawsuit against Jerry Jones. Yeah. Accusing him of sexual assaulting her. Sexually assaulting her. Yeah. In front of many, many Dallas Cowboys and Dallas Cowboy coaches and players. Mm -hmm. She lists Jason Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence. You know, just the franchise of the org, you know, just staples of the organization. This lawsuit claims that Jera forcibly kissed her. Put your hands at 10 and 2 and make sure your seatbelt's on. By sticking his tongue in her mouth. <clears throat> Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <clears throat> I'm sorry, did you say Jerry jo- Jerry Jones stuck his... Nah, I'm fine. Jerry Jones is alleged to have forcibly kissed and groped a woman in front of his team in 2019. Harvey Weinstein or Jerry Jones? To that acidic vomit, too. Uh, The point is, good Lord. I mean, I didn't know that Daniel Snyder did this. Oh, I mean, Jerry Jones did this stuff. Like, here's the thing. Sexual assault happens in the NFL? Here's the thing I don't understand. You're Jerry Jones. Yeah. Did you not learn from Robert Kraft? Go Bobby! To a, go to a parlor. Go to a parlor. Make sure it doesn't have cameras, though. And don't do it in front of your team. Like, what is this guy doing? And I don't understand this idea that, again, here's a guy that has more money than God himself. And I'm sure Dogecoin's in the portfolio. I don't understand how this guy is sticking his tongue in her mouth forcibly. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) This is terrible. Yeah, it is. It's brutal. In all seriousness, here's another powerful and rich man who's going to fall at the foot of, of sexual urges. Yeah. It's incredible to me. That you are Jerry Jones. You have the the wow, Mrs. Monty just dropped her her her, her beats, her, her AirPods, beats, her AirPods, and they exploded. That was amazing. It like it shot up in the air like a fountain. Uh, anyway, the point is, wait, wait we please were ta- continue. We were talking about Jerry Jones. I mean, yeah, what do you want? Please continue. The point is, here's another rich, powerful guy that's going to fall at the feet of sexual urges, and I don't understand it. I don't get it. Whether it's Bill Clinton, whether it's Mike Tyson, whether it's Mike. I mean, name all of the the sports and Bill political Gates. figures that are uh, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, yeah, penis shaped rocket ship guy, Brett Favre. I mean, like all of these guys have fallen at the feet of sexual urges. Tiger. 
and you it's bad enough you have plastic surgery and you 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 circumcise skeeters and salt your McGriddle sausage sandwiches on hard knocks. What are we doing with Jerry Jones? Somebody help me understand this. Yeah, and the problem is nobody's surprised that this would, Good that Lord. This would go down. Caleb Harrison says, my Arkansas friends love the Cowboys, but I just can't cheer for them. LOL, stay a Detroit Lions fan. Seriously. Are you serious right now? Um, Christopher Leal says the NFL has a serious problem. Like, come on. Yeah, sexual assault problem. They do. Oh, by the way, including sexual assault. How about another 26 victim filing suit against Deshaun Watson? Yeah. The 26th woman to accuse Deshaun Watson filed suit. A judge in Texas said, hey, um, we're going to have to have your name if you want this suit to continue. A judge has put a deadline of the end of the week on Jane Doe, victim number 26, allegedly, to release her name publicly by amending her suit. Yeah. Or the suit cannot go forward. Should she have to release her name? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that, you know, there's a line. So, like, when you're suing somebody, I think you should not have to release your name. If it, if you settle with, like, Deshaun, let's say, in this case, or whoever it may be. But once you're talking about going to court and, and everyone's faces are showing up and, like, you're you're sort of in that public setting. Um, wow, a bit of jazz news here. Justin Zanuck has agreed to a new contract extension wow apparently great so good job danny really revitalizing the organization here anyway hey have you guys uh, traded mike conley yet mike's making 21 million dollars mike mike congratulations justin zanuck nice job he's a good gm does what you need him to do he's a good soldier he's a good soldier and he orders papa murphy's pizza using the monty 25 promo code yeah do it you know yeah um and Donut says, hey, Monty, you got pictures? God, I hope not. Um, Kate, Kanai Johnson says, Jeff Bezos reminds me of Dr. Evil from Austin Powers, you and everybody else. You know. Um, who's next on Snyder's leak list? Seriously. Uh, AOK says in Dallas, quote, member of pick of Jarrah Jones with a young woman years ago. Jarrah had glassy eyes. Yeah, I remember that. Seriously. Uh, Provo Cougar says, what is the range of pay for NBA players versus the range of pay for NFL players? There is no range of pay compared to NBA players. Yeah. They make far more money, far more money than just about everybody else. Yeah. Um, well, baseball players. Yeah. Which is why, you know, on, on the regular, um, you know, NBA players, and you can look it up. This is a true fact. They all order Papa Murphy's pizza. 911, what's your emergency? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, we traced the smell and it's coming from inside your oven. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. Use the promo code MONTY25 for Papa Murphy's. <laughs> <laughs> I love that commercial. I'm sad that we're almost through October because that means that commercial is coming to an end. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your order of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, By the way, just because it feels like Caleb Harrison Day, um, he's a huge pepperoni guy. He's a triple pep guy. Yeah, so do you like you know jalapenos on your pizza too, or what's the deal? I'm sorry, jalapenos? Yeah. Jalapenos. Um, do you like Satan's giblets? Uh, because Gib- that's what it's giblets. It's giblets. Okay. According and Jarrah knows. Yeah. 
you know, uh, let's see. Uh, soccer players make the most easy. Well, basketball players do pretty well themselves. Um, all right. The Monty Show is presented by our good friends um, at theadvocatesutahadvocates.com. Where do you want to go here, Jake? You pick the topic for once. <laughs> Jesus, I guess back to BYU because I know everyone's talked about it. All right. Is, are we making too much out of BYU's issues, Jake? I mean, I don't know that we're making too much out of them. I think that the the BYU defensive issues have been alive and well for most of the season. And I think that it's it's frustrating to get out to a hot start against USF. And then it just seems like you've been sort of spinning, you know. And, and I think that I look around the state uh, uh, of Utah and you, you look at Utah football and, and this SC win and the video they put out and everything that they're doing. And, and there's just a ton of momentum there. And it just feels like they're in a great place. And it kind of feels like you're not in a great place if you're BYU. And that's, and I'm sure that's frustrating. And I think that, you know, a lot of people want to, want to fire Tuiaki and, and I don't know that that's doing that today or tomorrow or any time before the season's over is the right move. Cause I think that would rock the boat as well. So I think you're in this tough position where, yeah, you probably would want to move on from Tuiaki, but that's probably not what's best for the, 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 the program. And Kalani Sataki is left in, to be the middleman um, to answer questions from the media and to work through this issue. So to me, it's it's a tough spot to be. But I but I look at this scheme that they run and some of the things that they did against Arkansas, and it can't help but ask like, w- at what point do you start having the conversation of, you know, moving on? How do you measure when you should move on from somebody versus just taking over play calling like that? To but me it, is but the is challenge. not is now that time? No, I mean I I think you know I, I don't know that now is the right time. That's kind of my point. Like I don't know. Like you can't tell me Kalani has not thought about. All right, what's best for this program right now? Is it me playing uh, taking over play calling? Is it me? You know, firing Tuiaki? Like what? What is the best the best thing to do? And my guess is the best thing to do is for him to you know take over play calling for a week, show Tuiaki what he really wants in live game action, and then go from there. But but again, I don't know. Then that's why I think you keep hearing. Kalani say, well, we got to talk to the players. We got to talk to the players. That's why I think he keeps saying that. I think when you hear about guys like Elisa Tuiaki getting fired every single day, I, I think it wears on you. And then you look at the numbers against Arkansas. Excuse me. You can't give up 644 yards, man. Yeah. You, you can't. And you can't give up 52 points. I, I, I don't know what you do. Um, it just is what it is, in my opinion. I, I, there's no way to fix this right now. Um, BYU needs to talk with the Kafusis. They had great defenses when one of their kids were on their team. Well, you know. Um, Greg Hawkins says BYU lost to Utah. Won't let one. Uh, BYU lost. Utah won. Let's talk about BYU some more, dude. We spent an entire day yesterday talking about Utah. Yeah, like an entire did you day. To the show yesterday. It's talking, to, and they're on by now. And I think, I honestly, I think without question that this situation with Elisa Tuiaki is getting to a boiling point. And I don't know, they're not going to fire him, but here's what this comes down to. If you're not in the top 25 by the end of the season, you're not winning 10 games. I, I don't, I just don't see how that happens. Yeah. How, how Are you in a position where BYU can win 10 games this year? I mean, you, 
conceivably you could, you could, but do you really think that you're going to run the table here? I, I don't think you're running the table here. I, I, I Honestly, I don't. You're you're going to a bowl. Okay, great. But is six wins really what you want? And I would beg to say, if you let's say you only won six games. Are you, are you, are you like excited to go to a bowl? No. You're not? No. This season, it is, it is at a tipping point. And Greg, with all due respect, if, if Utah wasn't on a bye and was playing Washington State this week, we'd be talking about this. But they are. Or we'd be talking about Utah, but they're on a bye. And I think this situation with BYU, they are in position now where you this season can fall apart very easily. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out what BYU's made of, frankly. And I, I don't... Yeah. yeah, I mean, the most that they could get right now would be nine wins with what you have left. I mean, I guess well, in a bowl game, in a bowl game, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, you could win ten games if you if you win your bowl game. Yeah. Um, Caleb Harrison says uh, sausage and banana peppers is a great pizza combination. Chicken jalapenos with garlic sauce substitute. Garlic sauce, dude, and jalapeno. Mrs. Monty loves garlic sauce, bro. That's her favorite sauce. Whoa. That and pesto. She has to have like that. She, Mrs. Monty, likes. Garlic sauce with fennel spread in it, <laughs> and ground up olives. You know, whatever we can throw in there. You know, maybe some pickle juice. Maybe some pickle juice as well. She's complaining that the mic's over here. Well, she's there. never on the show anymore. Why would we put a mic over there? <laughs> you know. Anyway. Never mind. Not not to mention, like you know, she you know had things to do and like you know. There's, yeah. Never you mind. Know, she appointments like, and. Never mind. Yeah, she's been doing things for us in the morning. But now, you know, let, let me, me tell, tell you, you what, what now. now. You know, uh, she does not like garlic sauce. Um, Ken Williams says, Caleb, no peppers. We we would agree with that. Um, people that worked, uh, Jerry, I read that one. Alex Chacon says that Ute video was absolutely fire. Yeah, the video that if you don't follow Utah football on Twitter, you can get it on my Twitter feed as well, the Monty Show. I mean, Utah is... That went over USC made us all forget about what happened against UCLA because that was scintillating. And yeah. I I think Utah is the, at this moment, Utah's the lone bright spot in Utah sports right now. I mean, if we're being honest. Yes. I mean, it is the lone bright spot. There, There's really no other way to, to even look at it. Um, you know, uh, Jerem Tracy says, this is one of the most frustrating BYU teams I've watched because they're all, they're severely underachieving, but we, how long have we been talking about this? And and by the way, I, the they're question, not playing up to their talent. Yeah. But the question has to be asked at some point. Okay. Did we, is the bar set too high? Like for expectations? I mean, you had last year, you had the year you had, obviously you had a great year, mm-hmm. but is the bar set too high with this schedule? I think there are several things at play here with BYU. One, fans are going to be fans. Like, your expectations can be what they... Let them be what you want them to be. Right. But when I look at BYU, the expectations that we had for BYU, they all go out the window when half the team is hurt. They all go out the window when defense, again, when we continue to see drop eight and rush three. It's a ridiculous belief system defensively but you're at a point now where you're you're at the liberty game you don't have a way to get back into the top 25 yeah you 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 are 
really going to have to struggle to win 10 games. And if you're a seven-win team, what is anybody hanging on to? Yeah. You know, like all of this. And the other thing you forget is you're supposed to be building for for the Big 12 next year, and you're not moving in that direction currently. You've lost the three games that mattered this year, frankly. And you can we can sit here and sugarcoat things. This season's a disappointment. It's a disappointment. You should have beat Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You probably should have beat Arkansas. And I say should have. You could have beat Arkansas. And that's what pisses off fans, for sure. You know, the the what-if game. And I think that, yeah, I, you know, I, look, I, I get it. I, I It's easy. So here's what's easy. What's easy is to just knee-jerk and be like, yeah, we need to fire everybody. And, you know, we're just going to torch the whole program. I mean, that, you know, okay, great. You can do that. But as we're seeing with the Jazz, it's easy to do that and not quite easy to build a winner, right? Like, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes planning. So, to me, this is really simple. Like, Kalani Sataki needs to come out and say, yeah, I'm taking over play calling this week, and it is what it is. Like, that, that he needs to come out and say that, in my opinion. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Greg. Greg Hawkins. Guy, what are you doing? Mike Lee or Evan <coughs> McMullen? <coughs> what are you doing, guy? Come on. <laughs> Hullabilly's like, Greg. Greg, guy. I mean. So Greg came to the barbecue pit stop in Lehigh to watch BYU in Oregon. Right. Well, just Oregon that day, as it turns out. And it was interesting because I've never seen a man become so aroused in public. (laughs) As I did when Greg was celebrating like. BYU would lose yards or something, he'd celebrate. I mean, Bo Nix would run for yet another touchdown, and Greg would celebrate. That's right, T. And slowly but surely, BYU fans started matriculating out to the parking lot. Matriculating. Their cars would drive away. And there's Greg and his guy, his friend, still watching the game. I'm not afraid to die. (laughs) More BYU fans would, would, you know... Move to the parking lot. Not Craig. Hey, guys. You watch that game. I packed up all our stuff. We're ready to go. Not Craig. <laughs> watching that game, yo. It was pretty amazing <laughs> that Greg, for one day, morphed into an Oregon fan. I'm for real. It was pretty. It was amazing. It was amazing. Greg Hawkins also says UCLA is the best team in the Pac-12 for the first time no. in like 15 years. No. No. No, they're no. not. I'm sorry, dude. They're not. Can't get down. They're not. Um, that UCLA-Oregon game will be interesting. Oregon's winning that game. Mm. It's Chip Kelly, man. You really tell me Chip Kelly's got the balls to go to Eugene and win? Yes. No. Get... He's been there. He knows that building. Oh, neat. Oh, hey, well, guy... Uh... Hey, coach, do you know where the shitter's at? <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, and just kind of scruff it and play door, with it when it's wet. Turn right, go up the stairs, turn left, go down the stairs, and then dump a lot of chocolate shake right there. You're good to go. <laughs> but, coach, that's the Oregon locker room. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. I'm just saying Chip knows the building. You said he knows the building. He, he does. Hey, man, just turn left. Yes. <laughs> Coach, how do we get back to the bus? Well, you, you take the corridor. He know- hey, Look at me. Congratulations, Coach. You know, the, you know the layout of Watson Stadium. You know what I mean. 
All I know is Oregon fans hate Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly hates Oregon fans. Mm-hmm. And Oregon's going to win that game. And if they don't, I'm going to hate my life. Because it's garbage. Because I actually really enjoy DTR, who you hate and think is overrated. I don't hate him. Nah, he's overrated for he's sure. He's definitely gotten better. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't say. You don't say. Uh, let's see. They could lose to USC. They'll be That'll be a great game too. Uh, Chris P says, with how many injuries they have each year, they need to look at the strength and conditioning coach. Amen to that. Yep. Um, AOK says, defensive assistant. Jason Kafusi is also doing well at Arizona right now, working with their linebackers. Yeah, yeah. Dude, there's no doubt the Kafusi family, oh, you boy. know, oh, is prolific boy. with defense. Oh, boy. There, there are bots in the chat, Jake. Bots you know, in the chat. You know, this is what happens. This is fucking America. It is what happens. That's exactly right. I I don't think the coaching staff is bad. No. Let's not let this this yeah. absolute Let's beast not blow things out of proportion. Out of proportion. Yeah. Uh the coaching staff's not bad. I think the defensive coordinator's an issue and you're not firing him right now nor should you. Come on the off season, you got to make a change. You're going to call Bronco Mendenhall, he's going to come in and everything will be fine. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. If one more person says to me, maybe we can get Bronco uh, to come guys. in and can, yeah. can, can, can hey we guys. get Bronco to consult the defense? Hey, guys. Hey guys. We can bring him and, and hey guys. Mark Eaton in. Hey, guys. And they'll teach you how to block shots. Like, it, 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 no. No. Are we really having a discussion about UCLA? UCLA is the, has the, is the only chance the pack has for a college football playoff. Okay. Greg Hawkins says DTR or Bo Nix. My mom. DTR. <laughs> DTR all day. All day. Riley O'Brien says morning casuals. Hello. What's up, Riley? Hello. 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 DTR, DTR. Yeah, you got to go DTR. The running ability with DTR is is next level for sure. Is and that's D- in is, the open field. No, the question is DTR or Caleb Williams. Um. Mm. Did you see the run that Caleb Williams broke off? Yeah, I mean, I think they're pretty, they're pretty close. I think Get that... Fuck, what? What? So you're so you're taking Caleb Williams. God, here we go. Go ahead, pray. Yeah, this is it's about time. I mean, it's it's eight fifteen now, so you know it's <laughs> we're in the window for you to start praying. God, yes, my son. <laughs> Let's settle this right now. Caleb Williams is way better than DTR. Okay, way better. Even though he plays for Lincoln Riley, which who I hate. Um, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Caleb Williams is way better. What are you talking about? Um. Let's see. D, T, and R is greater than Bo Nix. That's right, A, okay. That's right. <laughs> BYU quarterback Maximus Hall hates Utah fans more than anyone else hates anyone. I mean, that could be. Me? That could be. No, A, okay. No. D, T, R is not better. Eric C says, any Padre talk yet? <laughs> I mean, you guys just suggested topics. Well, how about some Dodger talk? You know, it's fine. All the respect. Yeah, it's fine. Like, are are you serious right now? Like, how about some? I think I'm the only baseball fan on this show. I'm a baseball you know. fan. I mean, you know. Oh, go Giants! Yeah. Who's your baseball team? Um, you know, Tim Lincecum. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a team. I like the Giants a lot, but they suck. I'm a Cubs fan, and yeah. I don't care if they suck. I will go to my grave loving the Cubs. And frankly, if and listen, I'll be honest with you, the owner of the Cubs, if Tom Ricketts trips and falls on the third rail of the L in Chicago, I mean, listen, shit happens. I mean, it, it, you know, 
we'll have a funeral and stuff. Uh, Nobody will show up. Should happen. I mean, just because he hates minorities. No, I'm not. No, I'm my word. My opinions here on Tom Ricketts don't matter. The third rail would solve all of the Cubs' problems. Is that a euphemism? No, or? it's oh, okay. unfortunately. Oh, geez, come on. The Anaheim Angels. Die. They're not even the Anaheim Angels anymore. Ken Williams says baseball sucks. Boring to watch. Wow. I'm going to say this again. Uh, Holabilly says, didn't I call it that the Dodgers would let me down? You did. You know. You know. But I, see, you that's guys what are... you get for being a Dodger fan as a Minnesota Wild fan. Like, how does that even work? <laughs> Tom Basilius says, we still have a WNBA team. Legit jazz fans should go to those games over jazz games. Is No. There's Is there a WNBA team here? Not no. that I'm aware of, no. 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 No, there's I not. I don't think so. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Jerem Tracy says baseball is almost as boring as soccer. Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. The time to talk about me getting piped. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. Can we talk about, before we talk about you getting piped, can we talk about Wayman Brothers Construction, please? Yeah. Wayman Brothers Construction. If you guys have not heard us talk about the boys at Wayman Brothers, now is the time. If you need some work done on your crib, if you need the house done, the office done, you need work done, you got to call Wayman Brothers Construction. That's they've right, done Pete. multiple product projects for us now, and I can t- the studio they've built for us is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is done. We are simply waiting for internet now. The internet. To get on the interwebs. We need the interwebs, and then we're in. And the project went perfectly. They're on budget. They're on time. The finished product is amazing. You just know that when you deal with a Utah company like Wayman Brothers, Alma Wayman, his cousins, brothers, friends all work at the company. They built a hot tub pad for us, a new Trex deck. Like their work is just spectacular. And again, the thing that stands out to you about the Wayman Brothers is they communicate. They talk to you. You can text them. You can call them. Wayman Brothers Construction is the only contractor when you're looking for work done on your home, on your office, if you're thinking about building an apartment above your garage, if you want to finish your basement. I mean, call them today, 801-654-1028, 801-654-1028 for Wayman Brothers Construction. Without a doubt, the best contractors in Utah, Wayman Brothers Construction um, is the way to go. Uh, let's see, a couple of more. Um, Randy Johnson was the greatest pitcher. Seriously, though. I mean, you guys are anything just not to talk BYU, apparently. Apparently. Well, if you're Greg, yeah. I mean, obviously. Fat Jesus says baseball is worse than soccer. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. That's and not soccer's true. amazing. Hey, Jake, true. how's your Netflix password doing? Well, it's funny you bring that up. I was actually, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at uh, ending DirecTV services at some point. I was looking into that. Well, aren't you and the girlfriend like Netflix and chilling? No. You think I have time to watch Netflix? No. Okay. Yeah, no. <coughs> so, I can't remember who was talking to us about this. Said if you are watching Netflix, you are not winning. Mm-hmm. You're not, and it's true. If you are watching There's, Netflix. I think it was, uh, I can't, yeah, who was that? Somebody was talking to us about not having time to watch Netflix, and and it's absolutely true. It was Victor Bartley with the uh, that's who the it Utah was. Grizzlies. Victor Bartley. Victor yes. Bartley, the defenseman for the Utah Grizzlies, is a a real estate guy and an entrepreneur. And we were sitting. He's he's new, new old. 
anyway, he's new to the Grizzlies this year. And so we were talking to him about real estate and he lives up the street from us in daybreak here. And he was saying, I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch TV. I'm not the guy that sits around. Um, he's like, I'm working, I'm making money. And that's exactly right. And I think if you're the guy that sits around and watches a bunch of TV and Mrs. Monty was whining and complaining the other day as she's wanting to do. Um, and she's like, Hey, thank you. Here's my Delta dental card. Thank you. Delta um, dental. But Mrs. Monty was pointing out like two weeks ago now, like we have a laundry list of shows in our DVR, but why is that? Well, cause we don't have time to watch TV right now. Yeah. We worked until eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock last night. Yeah. Um, you know, we get up at four. We're it, like, that's the, that's the thing. And this is why, and I'm not even, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even talking about this to point out that. You know, like guys like TridayTrading.com. You know, like that. This is why I ask about your side hustles. Like, what are your side hustles? And we talk about this Netflix stuff. Yeah. And it's like, dude, the side hustle is now a full time job for us. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's worth every bit of your effort. And so when I was asking earlier today, hey, everybody put your side hustle, drop your side hustle in the comments. You know, like, what is it that you guys do? Because I do think Netflix is one of the main things that stops people from achieving things. Totally. Yeah. TV, Netflix, like Hulu. Um, entertainment. Just generally speaking, I think that entertainment on TV is like, it, like, and, and it's different. Yeah. Like, it, like, and this would be a question for Greg because I know it's different. Like, you know, overseas, TV is not nearly what it is here. You know, like TV is very different, uh, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I The thing that I don't understand is we all talk about wanting so badly to get out of our nine to five and work for ourselves. Well, then you can't sit around and watch Netflix all day. Yeah, dude. You can't do it. And I, I'm telling you that you have to absolutely, um, you have to absolutely be brave. And it, it's really, it's really difficult. Like we have these conversations all the time about being brave and yeah. I, i'm just telling you that you you can't you can't sit around and wait for stuff to happen no because it's not you. just gonna magically happen that's a thing you and know? i love netflix don't get me wrong i am a huge fan of of documentaries peaky blinders like yeah i love it the f1 series that's i guess a documentary but like i still have not watched the last two episodes of ozark i still have like i barely watched Peaky Blinders the end of season six because we did it on a flight to Hawaii like we don't just sit around and do nothing anymore like yeah. if we're not you know building our business selling to clients talking to clients like building video content like it takes time and effort and it's scary that's why I say what do you put in the comments? Let's start reading them. What do you guys do for a, for a, for a side hustle? Greg Hawkins says TV in the Philippines is still king. 90 plus percent of the market share on three OTA channels. Wow. That's well, crazy. There you go. That's crazy. Yeah. Jerem Tracy says, I completely agree. Social media is another killer. Mindless entertainment that doesn't help you further yourself in any way. Can't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, social media has wrecked more than one person's dream. You know, like um, as difficult as, uh, BYU's football team performance has been this year. Stand by for a bigger debacle in BYU basketball. Jeez, well, okay. Everybody feels good, right? <laughs> That's incredible. Um, you know, I I don't... Uh, BYU's got an uphill road here. Yeah. I think BYU's going to be fine. BYU's going to be fine. Honestly. Uh, Tanner Plummer. Look, Tanner Plummer's back. 
Tanner says, my side hustle school, obviously, LOL. Well. How much, I was talking to somebody who came up to me the other day at the hockey game. And by the way, say hello. So, again, at the, at the hockey game in Ogden, um, William? I can't remember his name now. I'm a terrible person. I'm right. pretty sure it was William. Right. William came up to me and was like, hey, I watch your show every day. Like we were just talking. He's like, I, you know, I've, I've seen you a couple of different places and I just haven't been sure. And it's like, you guys, absolutely say hello. I'm just a yes. guy. Like I'm not anybody famous or anything. Just say hello, right? But we were talking about getting into radio and he's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get my master's degree in communication so I can get a job in radio. Mm. And I'm telling you, you don't need it. You don't need if it. You, and it. If you just Google the top 10 YouTube channels for learning, you'll be amazed what comes up. Because I'm telling you right now, speaking from experience, you do not need a master's d a degree to do radio. No. I'm just telling you right now. It is. What you need. Yeah. What you need is you need to learn how to cut tape. And this is what we were talking about. Because he said, I want to do what you guys do. I want to do a show, a podcast and a show on YouTube. Yeah. And I said, you need to learn how to cut tape. You need, how to, you need to learn how to use Apple products. You need to learn how to use Premiere Pro. I'm a big believer that if you're going to create video content of any kind, you got you to be in the Apple suite of products because I think it is the best by far. But that's opinion-based, whatever. So I was telling him, hey, you have to, you absolutely have to learn how to cut tape. You have to learn how to be a one-man band. Yeah. You have to learn how to, you know. You got to learn how to be a workhorse. Like, and, it just and I, is what it is. You know what I think the other thing is? I think there's so many people that aren't willing to do the work. I think there yeah. are so many people who are not willing to, on a daily basis, grind. And and you, you can sleep when you're dead, is what I always say. But you have to be reg regimented, right? You have to be willing to do things like get up at 4 a.m., go to bed at 10 o'clock, sleep six hours. like Dude. You have to be willing to do that. And we talk about it all the time. For the next year since we started our own business, we're eating shit for a year, man. It's just what it is. Yeah. It just, but it, it it's that or you collect a paycheck. It, it It's that or you collect a paycheck, man. And you want to go work for Joey down at the car mechanic shop? Hey, I'm not blaming you. Uh, it is dangerous, scary, and terrifying at times to run your own business. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah. Trust me. And we're talking about this because taxes, we just had our taxes done for this year. Yeah. And our accountant, by the way, it's not my fault. Our taxes are being done in October. Our accountant was slammed, right? So we didn't have the opportunity to get our taxes done earlier. Yeah. So, you know, the funny thing about that is when you work for yourself, you have all these tax deductions and you got to itemize and dude, it's scary as hell to do taxes. Yeah. And you you quickly realize I and I was through I went through an audit three years ago, and you quickly realize you'll never do that again. I'll never do that again. I'm going to pay somebody to do that for me. Yeah. And there's just things you have to do. You but you got to be willing to do it. Yes. Is my point because you can sit here, and I will I will constantly say this whether you want real estate or whatever you want, you can sit here and want and hope and dream. Right? Nobody ever nobody ever accomplished anything by just talking about it. Mm -hmm. You got to have some balls and you got to go out and do it. I'm telling you right now. I, I am telling you right now. Uh, the one thing that Monty and Jake are doing that most people cannot do is consistently putting this show on five days every week. Most people would have given up by now. Well, we've done this show. This is show 815 for us. Yeah. 
We have done this show since... 815. 815. Dude. We have done this show every day since October something of 2015. And in one form or another, we've pretty much done it every day. And whether we were on the radio at times or... That's... Greg, you're exactly right. It's so easy not to do it. It's so easy. And I don't... I, I haven't had the thought in years now, but... When when you wake up at and right now it's four a.m. every day we wake up. Yeah. When you wake up at four a.m., it's very easy to say, nah, "I'm going to sleep in today." But you can't do that. You you have to, and it's this. It is the five second rule that I always talk about. I'm going to sit up in bed, and within five seconds, I'm getting out of bed. Because if I don't, I'm not going to get out of bed. And you know, this morning I was like, I'm tired. But you know what? I'm going to get in the shower and I'm going to feel better. I took a shower, felt better. That's so funny, dude. I I had that very similar experience. I was like, I got up and 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 I was like, you know, man, I'm tired and 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 I really just like I don't feel like taking a shower. I just kind of want to do the whole wet your hair thing and be presentable. And I was like, nope. you know what? No, you got to take a shower cuz then you're going to feel better and and at least then you'll be tired, but then you'll feel decent like it's it's that type of moments that you get. Uh, it, it just is. If And I'm very rhythmic in life. I take my vitamins at the same time every day. I take, I, you know, I take things like, you know, liquid carnitine every day when I go to bed and when I wake up, the first thing I do is I take liquid carnitine in the morning. Um, I drink, oh, I drink, I try to drink a can of water every morning before the show. So like I, I do things habitually because if I don't, I won't do them. You know, we, we t- doing laundry is a perfect example of that. Every Saturday morning, I bring my laundry down to my, my basement. I, my laundry's on the third floor. If I don't bring it down, it's not getting done. Yeah. So I just do it every Saturday morning. It's a habit. And you, I, I just think you have to, I'm, and I'm trying to be gentle. Stop telling me what you want to do and start doing it. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people have come to me recently and said, Hey, I want to do a show. Can, hey, can we, can we, uh, Hey man, can, can we show me? Do, I'm not showing you. I'm happy to, to, to tell you and give you an opportunity, but how many people come back to me? Do you think how many people, when I say, Hey, let's help you. How many people say, okay, great. Let's do it. When should I be there? What time should I be there? Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people never come back. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people are like, I, the thing I hear all the time, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do like, it. What does that even mean? You know you, what I mean? Like, like, what does that mean? You can, and the other thing is you can complain or you can grow. Cause I'm telling you now, you cannot be a complainer and a high achiever. Yeah. Those two don't go together. Mediocre people, bro. And I say it, it's the Nick Saban thing. Mediocre people don't like high achievers and high achievers don't like mediocre people because they act differently. You are, you are polar opposites. If you are a high achiever, you are not like the thing I struggle with is negativity. I don't want to hear you being negative. Like we're trying to accomplish something. You bitching and complaining and wanting to do the same thing we've always done is not what I'm looking for. Right? So I don't want to be around those people. Yeah. I will leave those people behind. Yeah. Uh, because it it just doesn't work. Because it's garbage. And why are those people complaining? Because they're still where they started. Because you can't move forward when you're constantly negative and you're constantly complaining and go and do something to change it. Yeah. Make it the way you want it. 
Make it the way you see it. And the only way to really have control of that stuff is doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. There is, we have, I don't mind telling you, we're, we're probably $60,000, $70,000 into this project now. That, you know what that is? That's the cost of freedom. That's the cost of independence. Yeah. That's the cost of doing it the way we want to do it. Because nobody gave us a loan. That's 60, 70 Gs of my own money out the window to a certain extent that I'm never going to get back because it's hard cost infrastructure. But I'm telling you, that's that sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 is the price that I paid for my own freedom yeah. to control my time. To get, I paid sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 to buy my time back yeah. because I don't want paychecks anymore. Yeah. And I don't know how we got here or why I'm riffing on this right now, but I'm just telling you right now. Because? Because we were talking about taxes and, and the, doing it, taxes. But, and... but people ask me about tri-day trading. That's where I was going with this. People ask me about tri-day trading. Oh, yeah. that doesn't work. That's not real. Yes, it is. It is real. It does work, or we wouldn't be partnered with them. Like it, it's just, it, it, it's just real. I can't tell you enough how many people, and you don't have to do sports or TV or radio. Do something like tri-day trading. All those guys did all those years ago. Ryan and the guys at Tri-Day Trading, they had a vision and they started a company. Yeah. And they scaled it because day trading allows you to scale up. Like so many people have asked me, is day trading real? Yes, it is. Do you understand that the IRS and the accounting sphere and the accounting space now have tax strategies specifically for day traders? Because the money that is being made in day trading, especially because the market's not great right now. Let's be honest. The volatility in the stock market right now is terrifying. But those who know, know. Those who know, know that you can make real money at it. And that's why day traders are thriving right now. Yep. And day traders will always thrive. But you got to go and do it. Right? You want to stop complaining about your boss, Karen, who just keeps asking you to fill out reports and fix the printer? Great. Go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty and watch the free webinar. If you're not willing to go and watch a free webinar, what are you willing to really actually do? <laughs> it's a free Man, webinar. That's a great question, dude. If you're not willing to change your life by watching a free webinar that's short and concise, what are you willing to do? Yeah, you're probably not. You probably don't want it bad enough, honestly. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, My Monty fan says, mediocre people suck. I'll take a hard work. I will take a hard worker above a talented, lazy person any day of the week. I can teach them and train them. That's right. That's exactly right. It, it, mm. Jesse Harsh says, my side hustle, social life, love life, GF, uh, BFF, reason for existence, takes up all my time and sleep in law school. Hey, man, law school's real, dude. Yeah. See, Law like, if you want to be, if you want to be a lawyer, you need to go to school. Like that's, you know. Jeremy Bolton says, "You guys are eating pieces of crap for breakfast sometimes." Yeah, just a flake, though. You know, it, there's a splash and it happens. Tanner Plummer says, "I'm on the train just past Real Salt Lake Stadium. Cool. It's going to be empty for like several months now." Um, <laughs> Tom Basilius says, "Am I watching Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Instagram videos right now?" I don't see. Like, I hope not. I'm not trying to like be preachy about stuff. I'm really not. Provo Cougar fan says, after my second retirement, I applied for a fun uh, to be applied for fun to be a Walmart greeter. They turned me down because I am a retired Navy aviator and a retired high school math teacher. Should have hidden my past. That's a bummer. Hullabilly says, dropping gems right now. Appreciate that. Um, already read that one. We need the same background music as Liberty used in their coach's video applied to what Monty was just saying. True. 
True. True. Yeah. That coach's video was amazing. Yeah. Did you guys see the Liberty the video that Liberty put out? It's pretty cool. Here's Hugh Freeze talking about the BYU game. For those of you who are lucky enough, and I said lucky enough, for those of you who are lucky enough to play in this game Saturday night, uh, you're, you're getting ready to make history. It is, uh, without a doubt, um, the biggest home football game this program's ever had. I came to this school for moments like this. You came to this school for moments like this. Every hotel in town is sold out. The stadium is sold out. Um, you'll be on national TV. It is a, it is, it is a big game. You don't approach it any different as far as preparation, but there's no hiding from this fact that you are lucky and fortunate if you get to prepare to play in. And I want you to embrace that, and, and but at the same time, you must earn it. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's so good. Spot on. You have to embrace that, but you have to earn it. And it's so true. And this is what I always say about Kyle Whittingham's speeches. You want to get motivated? Go listen to Kyle Whittingham talk about life. Facts. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And this is why I love football so much, because football resembles your life so much. Like, how many times have you quit? And I'm not asking you to comment on this, but think about it this way. How many times have you quit on something you promised yourself you were going to do? Like, hey, I'm going to lose weight. I, here's, here's me. Hey, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go to the gym. Nah, you know what, man? I got to go do, and I don't wind up at the gym. How many times have you said, I'm going to save money? I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to open my own business. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better son. How many times have you said that? And it just doesn't happen, right? Because you have to be very deliberate about it. Yeah. That's what football is. That's what football is. Mental toughness, physical toughness, doing things that you don't want to do so you can do the things you do want to do. That's that's what it is. Like, And the thing I always say to Jake, and I, I was talking to um, another guy about this as well. Enjoy your time now. Because right now you get to do the things that you want to do. But eventually life is going to sneak up and slap you on the bag and you're going to have to do the things then that you have to do. Not that you don't want to do them. You don't want to pay your bills. You don't want to go grocery shopping. You don't want to go buy more diapers. But guess what? Now you have to. Because now you got a kid and now you got a wife and now you got a house and now you got to go to work. Yeah, I'm going to call in sick from Taco Bell today like or that mid-range median job that... You know, I didn't really care about because I have school and my girlfriend's, you know, this or that or, mm -hmm. you know, that argument you had with your girlfriend, not so important when your mortgage is due. Yeah. Like you, you all of a sudden get to a point in life where you can't play football anymore. So now you got to rely on the things that you learned while you were playing football or hockey or baseball. Like it's fascinating to me the stages of life that we get through. And you listen to Hugh Freeze there. You listen to like Kalani Sataki talking about, we didn't do the things we needed to do. Okay, well, you want to change your fortunes at BYU? Make the tough decisions and fire your defensive coordinator. Because that conversation's coming in January. Yeah. Yep. Because now you got to do the things you have to do, not the things you want to do. Because you didn't have another 10-win season. You probably won eight games. And you went to the... Jimmy Smith's Acme Pest Control Bowl instead of a New Year's Six Bowl in a college football playoff berth. So now we got to make changes because we have to, not because we want to. It's a big difference. Yeah.
You know, like it's just, it's amazing. Um, Renee Roca says, I had an awesome comment, but I erased it. Why did, well, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Um, let's see. Tanner Plummer says, you want to stop dealing with your boss, Karen? Well, Jake would know all about that, right, Monty? No, you know. Sexist me. Jake and I argue sometimes. We had an argument the other day. Yep. You know? It's because Jake's a little punk ass. Tom Basile says, <laughs> read the small print under the video. Wasn't too lazy to read. There you go. Uh, the more you know, exactly right. Alex Chacon says, I don't think BYU loses this game, but I do think it's way too close for comfort. That could be. Kay Nuren says, never stop pushing to improve your life every day. Every day. Every single day. Uh, Renee Roca, where's your awesome comment, by the way? I don't see that. Uh, let's see. Sorry, that was a terrible I quit joke. Okay. Okay. Uh, so true, Mont. I hate school right now, but it's something I have to do. Yeah. Why is it some... What are you going to school for again? Yeah, Tanner, what are you going this. to school? I, I think... always forget. Isn't it media? Marketing. Marketing communications, yeah. Britt says. You know. I hope that BYU goes to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. No, you don't. Uh, would UAB beat Liberty? I doubt that. Liberty... <laughs> Here we Liberty's go. a good program, man. We're, get, t- we're getting into the weeds when we're asking about UAB beating Liberty. <laughs> I think that was Greg's point. Thank you, Greg. I think that was Greg's point. Yeah. I yeah. truly do. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think when you get into the weeds, you should probably cut that weed so you have more room uh, for your Traeger smoker that you got at Barbecue Pit Stop and Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, and Salt Lake City. See what I... It's, yeah, it's professional. Yeah, it was, you know, really smooth. So smooth. Being the rich people that we are, we paid our gardener to come by and whack all the bushes because Mrs. Monty's lazy. Uh she was watching Netflix one day and just said, I'm not doing it. Yeah, well, uh you, you know. know. She was getting her nails done while she was eating. Hello, Kate, she was eating these bonbons one day. <laughs> That's so not who Mrs. Monty No, is. I guess not. Anyway, my point is, um, this is my favorite time of year to have a smoker. A lot of people think smokers are great in the summer, and they are. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's chill in the air. And when it's like 35, 40 degrees and the smoker is is on full blast. Yeah, dude. The pungent odor of cherry pellets. Incredible. Making you wings that you would never dip in blue cheese. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm telling you, get to get to barbecue pit stop now, bbqpitstop.com. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show and just say to him, hey, Monty said I got to do two things. I got to get an Ironwood 885. The Timberline series isn't bad if you if you have the resources. Um, and you got to get the Asado seasoning and then put that Asado seasoning on everything. And again, I'm telling you now, stop deep frying turkeys and put them on the smoker. Yeah. Don't do it, man. Get that turkey and put it on the Why smoker. Why are you going to risk burning the house down when you could just put it on a smoker? I, on. I actually look forward to that. People burning their houses down, deep frying turkeys, because it's just... It helps all the fail video accounts on Instagram. And it's not very good. But my point is, listen, friends. Uncle Monty's got advice for you that is salient point. Go and get a smoker and smoke your turkey for Thanksgiving. You yeah. want to? Yeah, you guys realize we're five weeks away from Thanksgiving. Dude, stop, stop. Why, why you got to put it in perspective like that? Come on. Because that means I'm going to Tahoe sooner than later. Well, yeah. Um, by the way, by the way, when you get that smoker, hey, again, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show and tell them, hey, why don't you guys throw in a, a bottle of Asado seasoning? Yeah. A-S-D-A-O. I'm telling you. A-S-A-D-O. Same thing. You know. A-S-A-D-O. 
Asado seasoning at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh, Layton, St. George, Logan, and, <laughs> and Salt Lake City. Nobody said I was smarts over here, man. Ain't nobody ever accused me of being no intelligent motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Um, now everybody's commenting. Uh, Deuce says, I need a grill. No, you you need a smoker. You need a smoker, yeah, Caleb. Which you, is different you than need, a grill. You need a smoker. Tanner says, I'm going to school for digital marketing. It's one of those fields that you have to have a degree for because people won't take you seriously if you don't have one. That I would agree with. Well, mm, it depends. It depends what you're trying to do. See, again, this is a, what, what my question's always been. What are you trying to do? Don't tell me you're trying to do marketing. What are you trying to do? Yeah, what's your dream? Like, what are you am I the only one who's like, am I the only one that, that like, I'm doing my dream job, which is Mrs. Monty. So, you know, it, it's fine. Wow. Do I want more. Deuce says ranch is wow. greater Did than you see that motion over there? You missed that motion. Did she give the slurp and splash Bro. <laughs> wow. I cannot wait for our studio to be done so Mrs. Monty will be on the show again. Every I day. Mi I miss her Every on the show. Every day. I miss her on the show. Breaking yeah. news. The biggest stories in Monty's life brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. The studio's physically done. We just the downstairs kitty cat is not yours to have, okay? Yeah, it gets wrapped. The queen of wraps is wrapping our studio Thursday. Thursday. Finally. It feels like it's been weeks. We bro. need the interwebs Dude. to get in there, and then we're in there. Yeah. I'm hoping to be in there Friday, but it was supposed to be tomorrow, but... Tell I mean, me something, bro. You know, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Uh, ranch is greater than blue cheese, Deuce. Absolutely. Uh, did you guys see that Jackson State... Uh, that Jackson State hit last night. Coach Prime has them laying the wood. I did not see that. Jesse Harsh says, when times are tough, reading and listening to audiobooks help me stay focused. But it's probably not for everyone. I don't mind audiobooks. Yeah, not at all. I, think I don't mind audiobooks awesome, at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are, but you know what? There are a few things that I like. When I need to be recentered, I want quiet. Mm -hmm. And there are a few things that I enjoy more just getting in the car with Mrs. Monty and going up to like guardsman's pass mm -hmm. and just staring out into nothingness. Mm -hmm. I love doing that. I love it. it. It is. I don't know when that happened to me, but we went for a hike in Ferguson Canyon many moons ago now. And at the top of Ferguson Canyon, there's a, a little ledge where you can go up higher. And at that spot, there's a huge rock. And if you just get on top of that rock and sit on that rock, there's a little view that you can see across the Salt Lake Valley. And it's right next to the river that runs through Ferguson Canyon. And you can listen to the river. You can look out over the valley and you can just hear yourself think. I'm telling you, there it, silence is, is absolutely critical in life. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in it. Uh, how wrong is it that I loved hearing about turkey home loss as well? Yeah, man, burning houses down when you deep fry turkeys. That's, that's just you being stupid. <laughs> Kanai Johnson said, I told my wife I want to smoke her next, but last year she bought me a flat top Blackstone, which is amazing. Okay. I, I Smokers will change your life. Renee says, a griddle is an awesome choice too. Perfect for street tacos and breakfast. Get a tortilla. Put a little cheese on it. Put it on that flat top grill and melt the cheese and make yourself tacos. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Uh, I don't take anyone seriously anyways, Greg Hawkins says. What do you mean by that? What did I miss? I must have missed something. 
I must have missed something. Uh, Tom Basilius says, saw an Airbnb with an indoor barbecue grill. How? How? How is that even possible? How? It's called a stove, sir. How now, brown cow? Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Mrs. Monty needs a mic. Well, she does. Uh, Tanner says, Mrs. Monty, we miss you. Not. Wow. <laughs> wow. Damn. Tanner. Tanner went in. Hmm. Uh, I tried listening in the Ferguson Valley, but a certain Subaru came cruising through and ruined everything. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's really unfortunate, man. I don't know anything about that. So, yeah. Uh, that's not me. <laughs> me? Here's Jake destroying what? Zion National. Any questions, Jake? Anything you want to mention there? I was just casually rolling through a national park. Me? Um, NY Mets fan says, uh, NY Monty fan says, get a cast iron top for your smoker. It's unrivaled. Oh, cast iron pans on a smoker? Yeah. Unbelievable. Breakfast hash on the smoker is undefeated. Greg Hawkins says, WTF, Liberty's only loss is a one-point loss to a ranked Wake Forest. Holy cow. I'm telling you. Yeah, dude. Liberty is good. Yes, dude. Liberty is good. Yes. Zesty says, yo, Monty, what's your thoughts on Disney uh, Star Wars stuff? What about it? I love Star Wars as a kid. I do. The OG Star Wars is where it's at. Brian Clegg says, wow, I miss Mrs. Monty. She's not gone for good. She just. She's been doing some things. Yeah, she's been helping us behind the scenes. You know, like. You know. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, going to smoke some elk this uh, week, fresh out of East Canyon. Nice, Teddy. Nice. Could you shoot an elk? No. Not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Yeah, I don't know that I'm... What'd you say? Oh, here we go. See, why do you ask? Why why, why do you... Well, she talks in the background. damn it. She talks in the background and stuff like, hey, hello... You know, like the background. You, what did you say about elk? I said that Alma was telling me that uh, him and the boys went out and he, uh, I, I want to say, what did he say? Like he cultivated or something at, at a bull elk. Like it sounded like he got a big one and it took wow. them like hours because you have to like, I guess, kind of cut it up and then take it. So and he smoked an elk. So wait, he, so he, Alma he killed. He killed, he shot an elk, you know. Yeah, he it went was, hunting. Yeah, he went hunting. Um, but that they uh, they got like a big a big elk. I thought he said a bull elk, and I'm sure Teddy can confirm this. But um, and then they had to uh, take it out. The reason why it came up, funny story, we were talking about labor shortages, and um, we were talking about how you and I have noticed that. There's a lot of even like fast food restaurants that don't have as long hours as they used to because like for instance, they don't have people who work, <laughs> right? And he yes. was saying the problem that they had was they were out hunting, they got an elk, they were headed home, they knew it was going to take a couple hours, so they were trying to call Domino's to order pizza in advance to have hey, it cool. delivered. And Domino's was like, we, we don't we have one driver tonight and it's not going to get to you. The other people didn't show up. Well, why did we why did we originally stumble into Papa Murphy's? Because the pie was a two-hour delivery. Oh, dear. And we were like, no, we're not doing that. So we're going to Papa Murphy's Pizza to use the promo code MONTY25. Come on, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Okay, everybody's okay. like, um, okay, here we go. Oh, are they asking MY, No, NY Monty fan says everyone misses Miss Monty. Yes. Brian Clegg says, hey, Jake, the car sounds great. Damn yeah, it. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, Renee Roca says, uh, I sometimes see Mrs. Monty in the mirror. Uh. 
in the Notre Dame mirror when she's working oh, out. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. what? You know. Uh, oh, look, the other Tanner is in the chat now. Oh, God, here we go. Uh-oh. Okay. Teddy says it was a bull elk and it was a nice long hike out. Nice. Yeah, he said it was like a couple hours. Like not Really? Nice and not in a fun way. That's a heavy elk to carry. Uh, Kanai Johnson says, uh, Mrs. Monty said, F this, pass me the mic. I got something to say. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Where's the other? The other I saw. Oh, Tanner T. There it is. Tanner T. Says, uh, "Hey, Teddy Wayman, is that you in the picture?" Yes. And Teddy, I actually think that picture does not do you justice. No, it doesn't at all. No. But yes, that's Teddy. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, "Had a goal to make a TikTok, and I did it last night. Anything is possible." Hey. Uh, one in Garnett voice. Soda. <laughs> Nobody likes him. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, I told you you would get uh, a hunting hour on the show. Look at that. Yes, you did. We were at, when we were at Yellowstone, we saw a big juvenile elk um, walking through this on this road that we were driving on. No, it was a moose. The moose, the baby moose we saw on the back road, it was a moose. Big spindly legs. It was not an elk. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? Okay. He'll, he'll get it right sometime. Nope, don't pray. It's not going to help you. I'm not praying. Jake just played the Ranger Rick. I am, I am Ranger Rick. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? What the fuck are you, Ranger yeah, Rick? Because you don't know the difference between a moose and a freaking elk. I'll, you know, the hey, good job. Yes. Good. <laughs> Jerk. Yeah, what, what, what the, who knows the difference between a moose and an elk? Cold-blooded clean with Teddy, can you help us out here? No, moose? Teddy Teddy don't know, man. Teddy just got a scope and a bullet. Teddy knows. Teddy knows. There's no difference between a moose and an elk. Yeah, God they, they look a little different, you know. Um, NY Monty fan says, uh, double tanner in the chat. Which one is better? Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Doubling down. NY Monty fan says, double tanny. <laughs> double tannies. <laughs> Uh, Tanner T says, I'll let the plumber win. He has potential. I'm just an old man stuck in my ways. Well, You're casual. Then there's that. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Tanner is one of those names that could either be a first name or a last name. It could be. Tom Basilius uh, says, moose have palms. Okay. Do they really? Oh, yeah, I guess. Like, do, do they celebrate like Palm Sunday or something? No, or? they, not that kind of palm. Like palm tree? They plant moose plant. So, wait. So moose eggs turn into palm trees? Uh, is that, is it, what, what, what? Why? You know. Yeah, we're asking why fine. as well. I mean, Kurt Myers says, shout out to Cabela's. <laughs> I'm owe me some of that Cabela's. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need a studio sponsorship from Cabela's. Tom, uh, Teddy go. Wayman says, LOL, big difference. <laughs> There's no difference, Teddy. Stop it. Yep. There's a, probably a difference. Giggity says, love the hunting talk. I'm heading uh, to Canav for a des- uh, deer hunt tomorrow. Nice. Nice. Wow. Uh, Tanner says, yes, as an executive producer, I'll be running the council because of you. I don't know what. Okay. I'm so far apart right now. Um, <laughs> there are so many coming in. Um, let's see. Uh, Kurt Meyer, shout out to Cabela's. And we're almost uh, out of time. Yeah. Kanai Johnson says, I remember me when me and my wife first started dating. We went to East Canyon for a hike oh, and I ran into East a Canyon. moose. I took off running, leaving her behind, and then had to run back for her. You're casual. You abandoned your wife because we of a moose. I've run into moose on hiking trails. I mean, just don't like go up to them. You know? How do you know somebody likes to hike? Oh, just wait. They'll tell you. Because it's fun. It do you want to know what I just did? 
No, pl- oh, please. And we totally don't have time to talk about it. You I tell. canceled my Netflix su- subscription, and I've been a subscriber you did? since like 2015. Why did you do that? What? When do I have time to watch it? And we finished up Peaky Blinders. And the other day, after I had eye surgery, if you didn't notice, um, I was like looking for something to watch. And I really didn't find anything to watch on there. And I went over to Prime Video and I watched movies there. That's right, T. Okay. Prime Video. And uh, right? Like, when do we don't have time? We have no time. And when I didn't find anything I was dying to watch, I was like, man, maybe it's time hearing you guys talk about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the leap. I can always rejoin if there's something I def- I really want to watch, but yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Moose, M-O-E-S, says, my name is pronounced Moose, not joking. All right. Welcome to the show, Moose Knuckle. Uh, Tom Basilius <laughs> says, uh, see the wrestlers that fought a-, a bear and survived? Pretty alpha. I could fight a bear and survive. Right. <laughs> like a teddy bear. You yeah. wrestle a teddy bear on the ground. Kick Teddy Wayman's ass. Uh, next TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy will simply scope and shoot. And yeah, I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Yeah, probably. Not. And Teddy's got a better beard than I could ever dream of. Next TV show needs to be Greg Hawkins in the wild like Bear Grylls. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, Greg Hawkins? We need to get you We need to get you Greg on American Hawkins television. All right, speaking of which, we have to go. Um, oh, James Knight says, when are you guys moving into the Maverick Center? Not soon enough. As soon as we can. Deuce says, uh, I ran into a moose on the trail, too. Pretty common in Utah, it seems like it is. All right, my friends. We're out. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, Please support our sponsors. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Our good friends at... uh... No, I'm not going to say it. Our good friends, I was going to say Cabela's, but I'm not going to say Cabela's. Our good friends at the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Barbecue Pit Stop, our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash, our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza, the Wayman Brothers Construction. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.